Thank you for downloading Three Idgits in a Pod. We just have a quick announcement before we get started. Supernatural is a show that often deals with sensitive topics in a less than sensitive way. Please check the show notes for episode-specific content warnings if this is concerning to you. Again, thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Thank you for downloading this episode of Three Idgits in a Pod, a sibling supernatural rewatch podcast. I am a host, Margaret Downs. I'm a host, Patricia Downs. And I'm another host, Bridget Downs. And today we're going to be talking about Season 2, Episode 15, Tall Tales. But first, I wanted to give a quick shout out. Um, we've had some new listeners lately because we had a recent advertisement go through on uh, the Greatest Gen Pod. Yeah! Which is very exciting. I was very nervous and yeah. was trying not to think about it in we, the lead up. We listened to it together. Uh, yeah. And, oh my god, it was so exciting. It was very good. It was very, it was good. very good. It was very good. It was very funny. It was, and I loved it. And very engaging, so that means that we got some new people. We got some, we got so some new people. Welcome. Welcome. welcome and thank you. Welcome to the new people. Welcome. Coming on over from the Star Trek universe. Yeah. <laughs> and onto the Supernatural universe. Very... Two very different things. Yeah. Well, that both have mirror universes, but... Yeah. <laughs> oh, and oh boy, and we're not there yet, but we'll get there someday. <laughs> uh, a number of different kinds of mirror universes in Supernatural. Yeah. So, hello, Star Trek universe. Oh, yes. Knows? Should we give a, a quick rundown of, um, for, for any new listeners who might be, you know, popping in about, like, what our, what our show is like? Sure. Yeah, if any of you have been sticking with us this whole time, stay put. For, and stay put with us. You you know the drill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we... we uh, so usually we start off, we, like, ramble for, like, you know, anywhere from, like, five minutes to 30 minutes <laughs> and talk about absolutely nothing nothing at all. Markiplier. And, uh, we, we get a lot of uh, Markiplier chat. We get a lot of... Well, we had um, pottery talk for a while. Pottery, pottery talk artist, local artist talk, and, you know, just, like, whatever we happen to be watching or listening to. Mm -hmm. Updates. Silly things that happened that week. Silly goofy. Silly goofs. Um, And then we do uh, recap... Um, of the episode. And sometimes a very not well put segue that's like, mm, it doesn't we, really work, but okay, let's yeah, go we tr- with it. Yeah, we try to have yeah. a speaking of to lead us into our, our recap of uh, the episode of Supernatural, where we try to keep it as light as we possibly can. In a we, dark show. We are trying to do a comedy. So the premise of our show is we're rewatching Supernatural, we are trying to be funny, but we are three, we three idiots. We don't know how podcasting works. We don't know how comedy works. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing our best and we're learning. And we don't, the two of us don't know how supernatural works. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, our, yeah, of our three hosts, of our three hosts, I, Margaret, have seen the show, but not since I was in high school, like while it was on. I, Patricia, have seen like a couple episodes here and there or like walked through the room while it was on. Yeah. Back in high school, yeah. So while you were watching it, yeah. So Patricia, you were the target age demographic, but did not watch it. Was not involved in fandom way back when. And Bridget, you, I have never seen it except for maybe like a minute or so of an episode when you and Dad were watching it. But you were like, "Scary! Don't watch. Just go to the bathroom, quick." <laughs> yeah, because you were like five. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> "I gotta pee." <laughs> Uh, and so you are the, but you're, you're a teenager in high school. You are the target age demographic now, but, you know, 15 years removed from 
when the show was originally airing. And, so, and a lot of things don't hold up. No, <laughs> no. no, they don't. Um, so we, we get to talk about, you know, some of that cross-generational stuff. Uh, and we try to keep it light, which is uh, hard to do because this show is a tragedy. <laughs> yeah. yep. So we're doing our best. And we all, we wanted to give you just a quick feel for, like, who we are as hosts and as people. And I think how best to do that is to describe the farcical slapstick comedy we were all <laughs> just now involved in and in trying to come up the stairs to come to record here today. <laughs> and just before it all recording. Started. With a bowl of soup. <laughs> Bridget was eating soup. I was trying to go through the door to the stairs, but my hands were full, so I called Patricia to come open the door for me. Bridget came running <laughs> with, with a bowl of soup. <laughs> it was like, I can do it, I'm here, I'm coming, I'm coming. Both hands on the bowl of soup comes running up to me with a bowl full of cheddar broccoli soup. <laughs> I can't open the door. They I can't open the door. <laughs> my hands are full. Their hands are full of soup. <laughs> and I was like, don't worry, I can I can save you. And you were like, no, no, you can't. What are you doing? Go sit down. What do you think you can do Why did you? Why did you bring your soup to the door? <laughs> I, I wasn't even thinking. You were sitting down eating your soup in another room. You picked it up and <laughs> brought it to the door. Brought it to me at the door. No help at all. And so I came running and I was able to open the door door. Fantastic. Great. Then we come upstairs, and we've got to get the cats out of the room because they're loud and annoying. <laughs> so we get them out into the hall, but we hear... <laughs> Patricia and I are on the inside of the door. Bridget is, Bridget is out in the hall. We hear Bella coming. The, one of the cats is named Bella. She's got a little bell on her collar. That's not why we named her that. Nope. No. That's, un- that's unrelated. <laughs> she, we hear her coming, running up the stairs, and we're like, <laughs> we're like quick, <laughs> shut the door! <laughs> but Bridget was standing directly outside the door. I was and like, she's their, coming up the stairs! Had their elbow in the door, <laughs> which, which Patricia and I slammed on Bridget's elbow. <laughs> Which I thought was their head for a second. Because <laughs> it made a thump. It's like, oh god! Which would not have been the first time Bridget's head was slammed right <laughs> by that door. <laughs> Running up the stairs. Patricia! But. It's time for dinner. <laughs> and you're like, what the? Open the door and I'm on the ground. <laughs> because you ran into the door head first. <laughs> that was when you were at like the perfect height for, for the, the doorknob door yeah. to hit your head. Oof. So, so, uh, just to give you a little <laughs> feel for who we are as people. If you're wondering, what are the vibes that we give off? Yeah. These are the vibes. Yeah, and the second that I came back and I started eating my soup. I'm at soup. What do you mean, mean at soup? I mean, I'm at soup. What store are you in? I'm at the soup store. So those are the vibes. Yeah. So, uh, so thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah. Anybody do anything interesting today or this week? Not really. I was just working a lot. We had this one person bring in, uh, they had two appointments for to bring in clothes at the store. So they came in with four bags. And you're only supposed to bring in two bags per appointment. But she was like, oh, I have two appointments. So I'm like, okay, fine. That's, <laughs> that's fine. So I'm like sorting through the clothes and I get down to like the last bag. Or I get down, or I'm in the first bag and I'm finding about... 20, just pulling, like, like, uh, magician scarves, just pulling, like, at least 20 of the same black turtleneck. 
And and I'm like, who are you? Are you a cartoon (laughs) character that owns like only one outfit? And why did you decide to don't or like to to try to consign that? And you thought that we would take all of it? Like, well, she's getting a character redesign. Yeah, right. Like, we're getting your character. No, it's um. It was so funny, and then it was, like, ten of the same, like, navy turtleneck, and then maybe, like, ten of the same gray turtleneck, <laughs> and a couple of, like, other kinds of turtlenecks. Yeah, but, for, like, the holiday episodes. Yeah. Right, right? <laughs> and it was, um... And then at the bottom of the last bag, it was just socks. Like, used socks. Can you donate those? We donate them. Like, when, you know, like, when we donate all the clothes that we don't take, or, like, unless they've decided that they want to come pick them up. The clothes that we don't take, like, they can either have them pick up or have them donate. But this was a donate, I think. So it was, like, I think she just wanted to get rid of all of her old clothes and socks. I'm <laughs> like, why would you, you... Like, you thought that you were going to sell those here? Your old used socks and they were all like you know balled up in like like folded like used socks <laughs> and hmm. i'm like what the what do you fold your socks i do. me yes do you fold your socks yeah like yeah like uh put them one on top of each other kind of fold it one way and then make it into a ball mm-hmm. you don't fold your socks what's wrong you with you psychopaths <laughs> you just put loose socks in your drawer uh-huh. how do you find the matches <laughs> She doesn't. Oh, you don't match them. <laughs> oh no! One, I don't have a drawer. I have a closet yeah. with a shelf. Two, I don't match my socks. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. That would make me so anxious. They are just loose <laughs> in a pile in the closet, wow. on a shelf, on the top shelf. Wow! It's it's like it's like a billion extra steps to folding my laundry that I don't have to do anymore because I decided. Guess what? I don't have to fold my socks if I don't want to. I like I like keeping everything. I am very, I mean, we know this. I'm a fairly organized person Mm -hmm. or try to be, you know, I'm, I'm very, that's how I'm like my mind works. Um, but I was not like it changed my life, but I was, I was a little bit changed after watching the Marie Kondo stuff. Oh, the, um, does the spark joy. Right. Not, not just that whole process, but her folding process and like how she folds things and puts them away. I really got into and like now it's it's like everything is filed. Oh, like you can see the spine of like every piece of clothing. That stresses me out. So that I can just look at it and I know exactly what I have in the drawer. That's... So I they're not piled on top of each other. They're oh, all like just that. filed right next to each other. I like that a lot. Yeah. That stresses me out because like engaging with a system like that my brain would latch onto the system mm-hmm. and not the result. Gotcha. So I would become obsessed with maintaining the system, which I wouldn't be able to do, which would make me anxious, mm-hmm. and it would all fall apart, which is one of the reasons why I don't fold my socks anymore, because <laughs> just because I was like, you know what? I don't have to. <laughs> like, I was taught to, but I don't have to. What happens if I just put them loose in the drawer? Because I'm not worried about matching them, because they're all the same. They just have different patterns. That's not true. What? They're not all the same. They're not all the same. I mean, even if they're the same model of sock, just with the different pattern, it's still a different pattern. Well, I'm talking they about... They all feel the same. Okay. No, 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 no. I'm talking about, like... Like, some... different sets of socks that were, yeah. like, from different pairs that are... They feel the same. They, they feel, feel different. different. They feel very different to me. They are, there are not right and left socks. You do know this, right? <laughs> no, I did one time go up to mom when I was little and no, I held I think, up, I was I getting think... dressed and I held up two socks and I was like, mom, which, which one do which, I put on one? the left foot and which one do I put on the right foot? And she was asleep and she was like, it doesn't matter. 
And but, I was like, but it does to me. And I was like, oh my God, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't realize no, until then. No, I'm saying that the fabric, like yeah, the it would texture, feel diff- like the textures feel different. The textures are different. If they're from different, differently printed. I got to show you guys what socks I'm talking about specifically yeah. <laughs> because it's the same I'm sock. S- I'm saying you can't wear a fuzzy sock and a normal cut sock. I'm not saying I wear one I wear one fuzzy like like one one fuzzy sock and one tall hiking sock. I'm not saying I'm doing that. <laughs> because you're like they're all they all feel the same. And I'm like all socks do not feel the same. No, my my general purpose socks. Well, you're a fuzzy sock person. I am so fuzzy you know. socks are evil. I, <laughs> this is a stance. <laughs> I hate that texture on Listeners, any part of my body. <laughs> send us emails. Uh, send us emails. Whether about you like fuzzy whether socks you or like not. Fuzzy socks and why Margaret is wrong. Sure. <laughs> send us your sock stances. Send us do you fold your socks? Do you wear pa- mismatched pattern socks? Are you fuzzy sock army? Or <laughs> are, 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 you, are you a fuzzy sock person? I am a hiking sock person. Okay, I can see that. They, they just make my feet so sweaty. I don't my like... My feet are going to sweat no matter what they do. Hiking yeah, socks make my, my feet itchy. My feet are so sweaty all the time. No no shoes, no socks, my feet sweat. So it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> hiking socks make my feet and my ankles yeah, itchy. up to my calves very, very itchy. Fuzzy just, socks do not. They make my feet feel soft and comfortable and like a cloud. Fuzzy socks make me want to die. <laughs> well, that's... Wow! Sad. I'm sorry wow. you feel that way. Oh, not that that reminded me, but something that we had talked about a little bit in our last episode was like... I mean, like, the concept of rage, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, just being angry in general and, like, the different types of anger or... How we feel anger differently, and something that that reminded me of that I didn't bring up that I wanted to was like an example of when I got angry when I was little. An example of like how like type of anger that I got or get is like we were fighting about something, you and me, Margaret, and mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't remember what it was, but I was mad at you. This happened a lot. <laughs> right. But you, you walked downstairs, and I was up here, mm-hmm. and I remember I, like, trashed your room. <laughs> Define trashed. What I did knocked you do? something over. You know, like, I knocked like, over a shelf that had, like, drawers in it, and then, like, spilled the drawers everywhere or something. Hmm. I, like, you know, like, threw it down on the floor and, like, spilled stuff everywhere. And then I, like, stood there for a second and was like, oh, fuck. And then I picked it all up <laughs> and I straightened it better than it was when it when I encountered it and, like, and, like cleaned your room for you. And and I don't... You, I don't remember if you came up and you're like, what happened? Like, something's different, you know? But, I, like, well, it was... Like, I probably... It was very, like, I don't surprise, remember, I cleaned your room. <laughs> I, I don't remember this incident. I remember a number of occasions where, for one reason or another, you cleaned my room. (laughs) And it always pissed me off. I'm sure. But it was like the way that I could fix things for me. (laughs) And I would walk in and I would know immediately that someone had been touching my stuff. Yep, yep. Like, 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 what did you do? And, and like, like, it'd be things like, like, I left that shirt on the floor. I know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, but I, I picked it up and I folded it for you. You know, when you're like, no, no, I didn't no want you that to have you just like like that was a once used shirt. It goes in the once used pile. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. it's it, which can't, it can't go back in the drawer with the perfectly clean things. It but can't go can't go in the hamper because it can be worn again. So it goes on the floor. So it goes on the floor. <laughs> 
And I was like, that makes no sense to me. So, so yeah, I, I uh, tossed everything on the floor and then was like, oh no, <laughs> gotta pick it all up again, <laughs> make it nicer than I found it. And I was like, there, now she won't be mad at me. And I almost, and sure I you almost certainly was because you cleaned my room. Yeah. <laughs> So we can we can go into speaking of siblings getting angry with each other. I was gonna say, in general, yeah. speaking of sibling nonsense. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, speaking of sibling nonsense, let's jump into season two, episode fifteen, Tall Tales. Our writer today, can you guess who our writer is today? Is it John Shaban? It's John Shaban. Ooh. Which, it's... Looking it makes at the, sense now, you know. Yep. <laughs> With, like, looking at the episode, I'm like, man, it makes sense. But also, man, he's a good writer yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Directed mm-hmm. by Bradford May. A one-off director. I don't think he comes back. Okay. This episode aired February 15th, 2007, which is the day after Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be something more moment, like momentous than that. <laughs> the yeah. day after Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. <laughs> <laughs> it's like whatever, it's every year. <laughs> yes. That, that would be the following day. <laughs> so we get our, um, our tagline, Dad wants us to pick up where he left off. Fire them. Um, are are the things they want us to remember? <laughs> and, and, and Sam they, was hungover once. So the, the the whole vibe of this things they want us to remember: the boys engage in pranks and antagonistic brother behavior. Mm. And what they want to let us know is that this episode will not contain any plot whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. We are steering clear of anything important. We've had a long series of pretty heavy episodes with a lot of plots. It felt nice to have a break from that with a little bit of some more silly uh, and, you know, filler episode. But they are, like, letting us know there will be no plot at all. The boys do pranks, and they are brothers, and sometimes brothers fight a lot. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes their pranks are, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes their pranks are itching powder in your underwear. Nair in your shampoo in your bottle. Shampoo. That's dangerous. I was going to say, I'm like, these are all Dean, that. though. What, Sam, Sam did, like, uh, Sam the music, super the music on the... Oh, super gluing his hand super to glued, the beer. Yeah, he super glued Dean's hand to a beer bottle. It's he, funny because... He... he Changed the music. A bunch of, well, it was it was, like, it was oh, the, the music and the car. lights and the yeah. Jared which, Padalecki's uh, pranks were usually the ones that were more outrageous, right? Well, so if we're you know, so so th- this is the you know within the episode that it's established, Dean and Sam ha- have had prank wars in the past. If we're looking at the, the actors, yeah, the actors are also pranksters. Jared Padalecki, in particular, has a reputation for uh, for pranks, which I'm sure got out of hand. Absolutely. <laughs> and Jensen would also prank as well. Right? Jensen did pranks too, but they were... Then he, like, grew up, right? Yeah. <laughs> he did eventually... He, I mean, he, from what I understand, um, the Supernatural set was not a great one to no. be working on. It doesn't sound like it. Yeah, he grew up more more than Jared, from what I understand, and was one of the only people who could work with Jared right. by, by the end yeah. and could handle him. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I mean, continued to to engage in, in, in pranks and Tom um, tomfoolery. <laughs> uh, so this is what we establish. Fire now. now. Uh, 
we've got some dramatic music <laughs> where we've got this exterior shot of a big building. Yeah. For a second, I was like, church? Because it's got some stained glass windows in it. It's yeah. got a, um, it's, yeah, it, it's got church vibes. Um, but like more floors than churches usually have. And it's yeah. really just like the one stained glass fixture on the front of the building. Yeah, so it like is, panels of windows going right. down the length of the building or something. Churches have buttresses. Yeah. I couldn't tell you for sure what a buttress is. Neither can I. Fla- I think flying it, or otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that was like... I think it's those like ribbed structures. Yeah. Email us and let us know. Because I'm not because I'm not gonna Google it right now. <laughs> so we see yeah, so it's this big big building exterior shot. And it's like, oh, well, this is gonna be a location shoot. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get as much as we can out of this location. A bunch of exterior shots of this building. Yeah. And which is it's a cool mm-hmm. it's a cool building. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um we see this man approaching the front steps with a briefcase, and he pauses when he sees that there's this lady. A young woman in a white dress. Which I think, when the lighting changes, it's pink. Okay. But it, it was looks, a very, like, lady in white yeah, that's, feeling. Like, I wanted is, you to get a feeling of that. No, because when she comes inside, it's white again. Maybe it was just my screen, because, again, we got... S- don't, don't shake your head at me! <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, you're just wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. It, it, was, it was supposed to be... Very like lady in white, and mm-hmm. um, they are playing on the odd. Na- now that we are, you know, one and three quarter seasons into the show, we expect this to be a lady in white situation, right? Mm-hmm. A beautiful woman in a whitish fan, like whitish dress, nightgowny looking dress, mm-hmm. um, by herself, you know, waiting for some man to come by. That's that's we're, usually when it's like too cold to be wearing the dress, but no yes, coat. Weather inappropriate. Yeah. Um you can see their breath when they're talking. It's yeah. it's cold. This young woman is like standing there like she's got her foot up on like a bench or a step like or something. She's like buckling her shoe or something. Yeah, it's like very very, very strappy heel. Yeah, yeah she, right. She, it was like tying a shoe with a shoe. She's like fixing her strappy sandal heel. I was like, are those Velcro straps? <laughs> um and there is this long shot up her leg, mm-hmm. up the dress. And the dress in this lighting looks like satiny. Yeah. Uh, very smooth. In a different lighting, uh, the skirt's no. a little more matte than that. The, the skirt looks a little crushed velvet. And no. I'm, I'm like, I'm, so I'm a little confused by this dress. But the man also, like, follows with the camera. His eyes go, like, long look up. And, he's like, and he pauses and then... T- turns and takes a step back to address her directly, and he asks her if she's lost. And she looks up and tosses her hair, her her curly hair. We, and we see the the dress more fully. Would those be like capped sleeves? Yeah. So it's like a little off the shoulder, a uh, little cap sleeve, um, very two thousands looking corsety top. Yeah. With like embroidery and this like really satiny skirt, very like tightly fitted around the bodice area. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, I've been waiting for you, professor. Yeah, aha, uh-huh, you're in one of my classes. And she's like, you don't recognize me? He's like, well, they're big classes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, my, off- my office hours are not now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come uh, back then. Come back during my office hours like a normal person. <laughs> and she's like, oh, well, I was hoping you could see me now. And he's and he pauses like he's about to tell her, "No, <laughs> come back during my during my office hours," like you know a normal student. But he gives her another down and back up, uh-huh. and says then with a long pause, he's like, "Well, since you asked so nicely, come on." And he leads her inside. In his office, we see like over the lady's shoulder, 
She's looking at a book. The book is called Modern Morality, Examining Societal Views and Belief Systems by our our, our professor guy, yeah. Arthur Cox is his name. And this is a way you can introduce characters. Yeah. Because they never refer to him by name in this episode. They don't. And that's they, something that they, they could never... have said. Maybe they were like, why did they pick his name to be Cox and yeah. then never refer to him? Did they not want to say it? Did, like Professor Cox. That's, that's an interesting point. They could have based had, on who our actors are. Yeah, the, <laughs> Cox. If they just, they're like, well, you they know what? Had that was a go. Yeah, they they could have written it into the script. If they, you know what? That's a, an excellent point. If they had, they probably wouldn't have been able to film the episode. They wouldn't have been able to get through. They wouldn't have been able to get past it. Really? Just the boys being boys? Just just them. Because, I mean, this is, you know, season two. So they're still, you know, in their early mid-twenties. That they, I, you know. They wouldn't have been able to do it? I don't think they would have been able to do it. (laughs) I don't think they would have been able to handle saying Professor Cox. Yeah. Yeah, they just call him the Professor from here on out. We we never refer to him by name. But this character has a name, and it's Arthur. (laughs) Um, the lady, like, flips the book over, and we see the, the author photo. She, like, trails her fingers over the photo on the back as, as the professor's moving around the room, taking off his... His coat, his, his scarf, like, putting things on the coat rack. I'm like, oh, ew. Yeah. Like, I mean, the why? second we see this man, I'm like, no. Well, <laughs> yeah, at first I was like, okay, I'm glad he's being hesitant to letting her right. in. Right. Like, there was a there was a moment of hesitation, and then he, he gave in to that. But it's yeah, like... But, so may- maybe... Maybe yeah, he's I was hesitating. Like, but yeah, no. I was like, maybe he was... At first, I, even after he let her in, I was like, okay, maybe he just wants... Because she said that she... Then she's like, she needs help. Like, she was like, I need help with, like, work or whatever. I think at first I was like, maybe he genuinely, just, like, just wants to help her with, like, classwork or, yeah. like, whatever she wants for... I don't know. What do you do in college? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, well, you know. you, well, you don't approach your professors at and 10 o'clock at night, night in a dress like this, wear, in, in inappropriate for the weather clothes and ask to come up to their office with them. You don't do that. Yeah. Uh, you hey, might, you might have I, access to the academic can buildings. Can I come to your office with you? And he's like, no. And he's, you're like, pretty please. <laughs> with a, with a cherry on top. He's like, no. <laughs> and she, yeah, she's groping his face on the picture she goes such a handsome photo and the professor like as he's you know moving around the room he sort of laughs it off and <laughs> asks uh after her um anscombe paper now the uh this do, do you know who who anscombe is no i did not look it up either a, a philosopher so okay. so he is a professor, moral yes, professor. yes. Wow. He is a professor of ethics and moral philosophy. Well, I mean, like Cheaty from like The Good Cheedy. Place. <laughs> and it's really, I mean, of course, it's supposed to be ironic. Oh yeah, yeah that yes. he is not a moral person. Yes, this is one of the things we're setting up. Yeah, I don't have to give a lesson in ethics and moral philosophy right now, but nope. I do want you to know that I took a full page of notes on it. <laughs> oh my god! This is why everyone hates. Moral philosophy professors. I mean, just like on Anscombe, and mm-hmm. um, I don't think I've actually read any Anscombe. She is credited as being responsible for cons- consequentialism. Oh, okay. <laughs> you were gonna say constipation. <laughs> She's responsible for constipation. <laughs> nope, consequentialism, as opposed, so, which which is which is not that that's that's like utilitarianism. Okay, which contrasts with like 
what you're, you're familiar with the from the Good Place Kantian ethics. Mm. That's deontology. D- Dante. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Deontology or deontological ethics. Yeah. That's like that's like Kantian. So utilitarianism ver- versus what what Chidi was talking about in the show. Okay. It's, it, they're they're two different kinds of, of moral philosophy. Gotcha. So he's asking after her philosophy paper. She goes, Professor. I have a confession to make. I'm not really one of your students. And, and at this point, he has moved around the office and, like, taken off his coat or whatever, and has opened a window. His reaction to this, he doesn't even, like, seem, like, upset or anything. He's yeah, just like, like, no, nah, then why are you here? <laughs> I, yeah, from what I got was a, like... I knew. Yeah. yeah. A, a, we are, a, we are following a script yeah. right now. A, like, we understand one another... Yeah, so and we and we are just like you know going through the the motions of the well, what could you possibly be here for? Yeah, <laughs> I need an A on yeah. that paper. Or yeah, I could do some extra credit. Yeah, and he's and, like, I've seen these porns before. <laughs> yeah, or what do I say? I've always wanted to act this out <laughs> because he's he says really. Yeah. Then why are you here? It's in a not at all surprised voice, and uh-huh. like, and prompt her for the next bit. She um, just looks at him for a few seconds, and is like, "Maybe I should go." <laughs> and he doesn't let her go. He he tells her to wait. I understand how you're feeling, and it's only natural. <laughs> and your body is changing <laughs> because you're you're, woman you're a now. young. Woman. Your body's he blooming. Says, <laughs> he says, you are young and wide-eyed, and I'm somewhat of a, a celebrity, celebrity around here. here. And I'm like, okay, any possible yeah. anything. No redeeming no, qualities. No, no yeah. never mind. I'm like, yeah. I, take, I take back. Yuck. I take back anything Yuck. that I said before. Yeah. He reaches out to her and kind of pulls her closer. I was like, no! Yeah. Yep. And don't get me wrong, you're a very beautiful girl. Mm. And he goes, but it would be wrong of me to take advantage of you. You're literally and doing that he, right now. Oh, 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 oh. I'm like, listen to yourself then, but huh. what? And then he goes in and kisses her. He like brushes her hair and gets like the finger under, finger the, under the, the chin, chin. And, and lifts her up to me. Oh, yeah. He goes, I just respect you too much. No, just full, full body squirms. Like, <laughs> bad. Very bad. Very bad. Um, and then they kiss a bunch. So the camera swings around, and we see her face begin to change into this, like, zombified vision of death. And he pulls back, like, oh my god. <laughs> she's all, like, gray with, like, kind of scabs or lesions on her face. Her eyes are all cloudy. It reminded me of The Shining. I've never seen it. The old lady. Jack is kissing this beautiful woman. He's making out with her, and she's naked. And oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> And it's a it's weird because I don't know it's like she come okay so he walks into this like hotel into one of the rooms and there's this lady in a tub and she and he's like hello and she comes out of the tub like fully naked and then you start they start making out and then you see in the mirror that she's turning all weird gross and then he realizes that she's like an old woman that's dead. And like her hmm. skin is falling off, and he's like, ah, and she's like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> <laughs> and her and her laugh is like echoing through the hallway as he's running away from her, mm-hmm. and she's just like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. This now like zombie girl is like, don't you like me anymore? Don't you want me? And he's like, he's like, no, what the fuck? He's like, like fully freaked out, panicked. 
So at this point, the the audience is primed to think, oh, well, this is a pretty, our pretty standard ghost, ghost setting. This is, this is a pretty standard setup because we've been primed with episodes like the pilot where we had like, you know, the, the lady in white. We've had a number of hauntings. This, this, this feels pretty cut and dry. Like, obviously, this is a ghost girl who is preying on people in this campus building. So our next shot is an exterior of the building. One of our <laughs> many. Of our many. Uh, and we see this janitor locking up for the night. He walks down the front steps. Sees you, and sort of like a, like a casual stroll away from the building. And we see a shape fall behind him with a loud thud on the steps. And he pauses. He just kind of looks at it. And turns. Yeah. And we see the professor dead and bleeding on the steps. It didn't look like him, though. For a second, I was like, I know it's supposed to be him. Yeah. But, but like, he's like, upside down. He's <laughs> upside down. That's obviously looks a different a person. <laughs> and not much of a reaction from our janitor friend. No. He's just like, huh, huh. So uh, here is where, like, I remember this episode. Yes. Almost in its entirety. Okay. And I was very excited to see this episode mm-hmm. for this character specifically. Yes. And I recognized this person because I had seen maybe one or two episodes later in later seasons where he is here and I knew who he was. Or like, yeah. not by name, but I'm like, oh, I know That's what him. this character is about. So I'm like, okay. So so the big surprise didn't get you then. No, it did not. And I know it didn't really get you either, B. Or did it get did did it get you at, at least at some part? At some well, when they were like, so it's like a person that we haven't been suspecting. And then Sam is like, Oh, I was like right before Right Sam, before they show who yeah. it is. Well, right before even Sam goes, Oh, I was like, Oh man. But at this point in the episode, like, when you see the janitor for the first time, did you know who he was? I mean, yeah, I knew that he was... You, you knew Like, at this who... point, you recognized yeah, him. Yeah, okay. I, okay. I well. wrote down the second that... I mean, don't look at it, but... <laughs> yeah, okay. Secrets. But the second that he walked into frame, I'm, I'm like, is that such and such? Yeah, so... It's not there, like there, a, there is a limit to what I can uh, I can say about this character for spoiler reasons. Other than my notes say, janitor is locking up for the for the night, and there he is. It's my boy. There he is. The, the, our janitor is played by um, the actor Richard Spate Jr. For, for for spoiler reasons, I'm not going to specify in in what capacity we we see him, but we do see him later on mm-hmm. as, as we go through the episode. We'll we'll, we'll get there. We get there when we get there. But you weren't surprised because you've seen him later, yes. Patricia. And Bridget's not surprised because uh, they've seen him in some capacity. So very excited to see Richard Spade Jr. He he becomes a recurring character, this person he plays. <laughs> <laughs> and just love his energy the entire time. Yeah. So we get our theme. Fire. Ooh, fire. So let me get a... One week later. So here's one of the things, though. They don't tell, tell us, us where, where we, we are. are. They, they did not tell us for the intro. They do not tell us now. We, we don't know where we are. We yep. just we just know that a week has passed. <laughs> yep. Wherever that may be. Uh, we have an exterior shot of, like, a downtown corner hotel. The hotel is called the King's Lair. <laughs> I, I am pretty sure I recognize this hotel set like like the this this exterior of the building mm-hmm. and then like the inside hotel set from a later episode okay. for a, a specific later episode 
It's like a musty looking room. Yeah, like it was once fancy. Right. But I don't is, like it. Is now it's like kinda run down. Yeah, musty is the only way I can kinda describe yeah, it. Yeah, like like the walls like like there's like crown molding, but the walls definitely have mold on them. Yeah. And were once painted like a rich green, but is like like, like darkened gray. and grayed at the corners in a like a, a very specific yeah, like musty, decaying old hotel room. Sam is sitting like on the couch. So it's it's like a it's like a like, suite. Like, a, like a small suite. Yeah. So there's like a little kitchenette, bathroom, two two beds, couch, coffee table area. Uh, Sam is sitting at the coffee table researching with books, and off screen there are like soft moans and mouth noises happening. Yep. You're like mmm mmm and mouth smacking mm. noises <laughs> and. Sam is getting irritated, and the camera sort of swings around to reveal Dean on one of the beds. Eating chili fries. Eating chili fries. <laughs> yep. Very loudly. And he's reading some kind of magazine and listening to music. And Sam is getting Sam's getting annoyed. Yeah. It's like, do you mind? Like, you mind not eating those on my bed? And Dean's like, no, I don't mind. And <laughs> I'm like, ah, yes, the antagonistic brother behavior. Yep. <laughs> Here <laughs> we are. It begins. <laughs> Uh, Sam's research, Sam is having trouble with his research because for some reason he doesn't have his laptop, oh. which he says in a very pointed way at Dean. Yeah. yeah. First, I'm, I'm like, so Dean must have like broken it or done something. I you was know, thinking but... like that he was just using it at that moment. And I was like, right. Or, or I'm first I was like, so where is the music coming from? Is yeah. it from the laptop? Yeah. Like, 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 like this is before Spotify. I was like, he's is he on YouTube, like <laughs> making a YouTube playlist? didn't have, like, YouTube didn't, didn't have, have music like that back then. No. And this this is early 2007. We had uh, Charlie the Unicorn. Yeah, that's what we had on YouTube. <laughs> and um, us, very specifically, the entirety of Monty Python and the Holy Grail, but in like five minute clips, yep, yep. <laughs> which that. which we watch over, over and, and over again. And I don't know if we've talked about that on Pod before, but I that but like so. one of my best friends in middle school, their younger uh, younger sibling was like a like like an early YouTube person like yeah. very interested in like finding interesting things on youtube and like i went over to their house one day and they're like you've gotta see this this is the funniest shit i have ever seen and i'm like yes absolutely okay. show me because by this point we had found like like potter papa pals and charlie the unicorn and I'm like like is it in that vein and they're like it's weirder and I'm like, <laughs> like, perfect fa- perfect fantastic and they showed me this clip this this like sketch comedy thing of these guys dressed up as like Medieval, medieval, knights. medieval knights running around pretending to ride horses and banging coconuts to make the horse hoof sounds, which was hilarious, and uh, yelling up at these guys with bad French accents on a wall. And we were like, "This is the funniest thing we've ever this seen." Is the of comedy. This is the height of comedy. We are twelve years old. This is the <laughs> this is the height of comedy. How we we have to tell people about this. <laughs> yeah. It was very like we found a hidden gem, and and I know we showed you. Yeah, and 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 like all of our other friend friend group, and we would spend hours watching these clips from this sketch comedy group, <laughs> this obscure sketch comedy group that only we knew about. <laughs> we would spend hours watching the videos and then reenacting the scenes. Yeah, and um, my friend's parents came down this came came in the room one time, watch it, watched us do it, and like like they couldn't believe what they were seeing. Looked at each other. Like, are and you like, back? are you? Doing Monty, Monty Python? Python? And we we're like, you, you know, know about Monty Python? And they're like, yeah, 
did you know it's a movie that we can rent at the store? And we were like, there's more? It's not just clips on YouTube? Like, yeah, do you want to watch it this weekend? And we were like, yes! And then we discovered that it is, in fact, <laughs> not just us. And Monty Python is Monty Python. On with it! Yeah, so Dean kind of like, hmm, and smiles at like his, at Sam's pointed remark about his laptop. Like, and uh, Sam goes back to trying to do research, and he's physically agitated again and like irritated. And he's mm-hmm. like, could you turn that down, please, like about the music? And he's like, yeah, absolutely, and then turns it up. So it's like, oh, so is this, is, this isn't just like normal, like back and forth. Like something's happened. Yeah. yeah. Something that we didn't see yet. Like, listen, this whole scene, this is well written. <laughs> Yeah. In a, in a way that that Supernatural often isn't. This is very show-don't-tell. It is. We are coming in mid-scene. There's stuff that's happening around them, but they're not telling us that, like, this is what happened. Which is a different feeling from some... It, this is a very dialogue-heavy heavy episode, but it is, a, it is a different feel from some of the other dialogue-heavy episodes that are very... We stand here and we just talk at each other. Right. Like, and say lots of things. For instance. For example, Yeah. Which was a lot of just standing and talking at each other. And then walk a couple feet and then stand and talk at each other. Yeah. Um, this there is, is very dialogue heavy, but it's all, it feels much more natural. More and organic. And, and it serves the story. Yeah. After a little while, Sam is like, you know, maybe you should like go somewhere for he, a while. And he has to like, he has to raise his voice over the music, which is very loud now. Yeah. Dean turns it off and he's like, I'd love to. That's a great idea. Unfortunately, my car screwed to hell. And I'm like, like so, so hot. Oh, something happened. Something happened to his baby. They're like, oh, this is serious. Yeah. And we are getting the vibes that think that the other they, one they, did they think, something. Yeah, they think the other one's responsible. And then, because and then Sam cuts in, I told you I had nothing to do. And they are interrupted by a knock on the door. There's a pause for Sam. Like, Huffy gets up and goes to the door and lets in Bobby! Bobby! It's Bobby! They have a little, hey, hey, good to see you again so soon. Thanks for coming. Uh, Bobby comes in and shakes Dean's hand. And they explain they wanted a pair of fresh eyes because it's not like anything they've ever seen before. And they're being, like, kind of, like... Like, like, kind of cagey about it. A little it. cryptic. <laughs> and because they, uh, Bobby's like, why didn't you, t- <laughs> what, what didn't you want to talk about on the phone? Yeah. And they're like, well, it's because it's weird. Because, <laughs> because, like, we like, didn't think you'd believe us. And he's like, guys, we're monster hunters. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Um, so he tells them to start at the beginning. They make themselves comfortable. Bobby notably has to move Dean's chili cheese fry <laughs> takeout container. Like, that's gross. <laughs> like, like, Dean, please pick up after yourself. That's nasty. And Sam starts to run the case down. There was a professor who took a nosedive from a fourth-story window. There is a local legend that the building is haunted. So to investigate, the boys posed as local reporters, and they go to a local bar. So we get a flashback to, to this bar where Sam is interviewing a couple of students who were in this professor's class. The professor, the, And he's asking, you know, do you know why the professor might have done this? We learned that the professor was tenured. He had a wife. He had kids. But there is this local legend about... And, well, and his book was, like, a really big deal. We, and, but and this this girl brings up... Uh, there's a local legend. Her name is Jen. Student, student Jen uh, brings up this local legend. 
that 30 years ago there was this girl having an affair with a professor. He broke it off and she jumped out a window and killed herself. And the the letterman jacket guy sitting next to her is sort of, is like Curtis. Mm -hmm. Sort of like quietly heckling her through the entire story. And she's like, um, shut up. Heather's mom knew the girl who did it. (laughs) And it's like... <laughs> what was the name of the bishop? Your story doesn't have a lot of details. You know, you know someone who knew someone who, you know, whatever. We're setting up like, uh, you know, a local urban legend. They've investigated for less. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a, again, this is a pretty standard haunting setup. Some of the specifics in the story: she jumped from room, she jumped from the fourth floor, which had room six six nine. Right, and and which makes no sense. But the girl is like, get it? Like you turn the nine upside down, and and Sam's like, like wow, uh-huh. yeah, all right. <laughs> That's that seems that seems like a detail that was added later, but right. okay. She's like, so now she haunts the building. Anyone who sees her doesn't live to tell the tale. And then Curtis is like, Oh, if no one lived the to tell the tale, tale, then like how does the tale get told? She's like, Shut up, Curtis. And Sam's like, Thank you for <laughs> for your valuable insight. Yep, excuse me. The guy kinda like Curtis kinda laughs and she looks annoyed. Like Jen looks annoyed at him. Yeah. He's being a jerk. Yeah. So he Sam leaves it to a fine dean. Dean, who is doing shots, takes three shots in a row and and seems to be getting kind of sloppy drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Sam comes up to him like, what are you doing? And what are you drinking? And he's like, I don't know, man. Uh, I think they're called purple nurples, <laughs> which is a, a real drink. I'm not sure what's in it. Uh, I've never had one. No. God, no. I've I, never had, like, a specialty shot. I've never know? had a specialty shot. I've done a tequila shot once. Yeah. And I liked it, but okay. but I'm, like... I, you liked, I, like, the lime and the salt, or you liked the tequila itself? All of the above. Okay, cool. But, I'm all, but like, the, the amount of stress and pressure <laughs> to, get, to uh, get it right... Uh, doing it right. <laughs> all the steps. So, so, and, like, I explained to the bar, because, like, a group of us, and, and, you know, got called over... Like, like, hey, we're gonna do, we're gonna do a tequila shot. I'm like, this is the great. I've never done a shot before. And like, to the bartender, I've never done a shot before. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to understand. Walk this. me what do through. I do. <laughs> I need, I need you to walk me through exactly the order of operations, and then I will repeat it back to you to make sure I've got it. Because there is some, some amount of pressure here. Yep, yep. And I don't, so I don't embarrass myself. I still could not tell you how you do a tequila shot properly. Oh, no. <laughs> so I know there's salt and lime involved. Yeah. I know you put salt on your hand. Yeah. Do you like lick it first to get it to stay? You see, this is the, <laughs> see, this, this is the confusing. Put lime on it first to get it to stay. I don't remember. <laughs> I, and, and this is the confusing part. I know your hands got to be a little bit wet, right, to get, to the, get the salt, salt to stay. Don't I know you you've got the lime, hand? right? Do you? It's I like, know you lick the salt off your hand. Yeah, but I think you lick your hand first, first to, get to get salt to, salt to stay. stay. And then you and then got, you 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 suck the lemon and then lime. Lime, that's what I meant. Uh-huh. And then you take the shot, and then, and then you lick the, the salt. salt. I thought you do the lime at the so, end, because I thought, it's I, like thought, f- I thought the lime was at the end. I think you lick the salt first, take the, the shot, and then do the lime. That makes sense. Because it's like like the first taste that uh, you get in a yeah. margarita is right. the salt. 
And then the tequila, and then tequila, and then like the lime. lime. I think that's right, but (laughs) but you had to clarify with the bartender. Like, Like, and but and he was very helpful. He was very nice. He's like, he's like, that's fine. You guys are like, you guys are all like just turned twenty one. So so like, okay, I will walk you through this. I um, follow a tutorial with like a shot of water to prepare yourself next time you go out. Practice just doing water shots. (laughs) I mean, this this does sound like something I would do. Because I'm so anxious that I'm going, that people are going to be mad at me in social situations. This is something that I would do. Like you know, everyone in the bar stops, point and laugh, ha ha. You don't know how to do a a, a tequila shot. This is something that I would. You fool! You fool! You fool! You don't know how to do a shot. What kind of adult are you? Oh my god! One time I was at a bar and I was with a couple friends and they or or somebody ordered my friends and me shots and I was like, I don't do that. This was after I was like, I don't drink liquor anymore. Uh, I'm a wine person. And <laughs> um, they were like, no, 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 like, we're all going to do a shot together. It'll be fun. And I'm like, I really don't do that. I'm not going to do that. This is the peer pressure we were told about. Uh-huh. Exactly. It was like, it was them trying to get me to do a shot. And mm-hmm. I was like, no, I don't want to. Um, so then what they, basically, but (laughs) yeah, then, um, what happened was I was, I looked at the bartender. I was like, I don't drink liquor. All I drink is wine. So he poured me a shot of wine Uh (laughs) so I could feel included and drink with everybody else. That's cute. (laughs) That's really cute. (laughs) All wine tastes the same and it's all bad. You are wrong. We don't need to get angry about this. Anyone who says wine is good is pranking me. <laughs> Specifically you. It's all, it's all about you. So, so Dean is doing shots in a bar. Yes. And he's getting a little sloppy drunk. A little sloppy. He's drinking purple nipples. <laughs> Sam suggests uh, going to check out the professor's office, but Dean says he can't because he has a, quote, feisty little wildcat. On the hook. I'm about to reel her in. He's like, let me introduce you. And there's this long camera pan up these fishnet stockings, heels, and an ass shot. <laughs> miniskirt. A jean miniskirt. It's like, ooh, that's mid-2000s. <laughs> and Dean is like, hey, hey, Starla, Starla, hey. And this girl turns around. She's this young blonde woman, like curly blonde hair, but it's like a little wild. It's it's a It's a very specific curled blonde hair. Yeah. The the curls are a little bit tighter and and like the the general look that they're going for is um sloppy drunk hooker. I keep <laughs> yeah. thinking you're going to say sloppy joe. <laughs> sloppy joe. <laughs> <Just> sloppy joe. <laughs> you know that notable look from the mid 2000s, the sloppy, sloppy joe. joe. <laughs> Just a guy. He's, he's a little sloppy. It's a guy Hello. with a greasy t-shirt on. My name is Joe. My name is Joe. Hello. Okay. Okay. Factory. Yeah, Starla turns around, puts her arm around Dean, and takes a shot. And he, Dean says, like, this is my shuttle co-pilot, Major Tom. And it was Major Tom, Starla. And she goes... Enchante. <laughs> and he, Sam is like, hi. Like, like, wow, wow you're a lot. <laughs> Starla starts gagging. <laughs> it holds her hand up to her mouth. Like and then she, like, she's gonna throw up. She's in the process of throwing up into her mouth. And then she kind of swallows it or something. She's like, just trying to keep my liquor down. <laughs> <laughs> and Dean's like, yeah, 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 good job. Good job. <laughs> like, good job. Good job. He turns to Sam and goes, 
Great news. She has a sister. And like, like, waggles, eyebrows, Sam, unamused. And we get a freeze frame! Freeze frame! We hear Dean's voice. Like, whoa, 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 That's not how it happened. And Sam's like, oh, no, you, you never had a purple, purple nurple. And, <laughs> and, and Dean's like, maybe I did one of those. But her name, that's not what she was like. And her name wasn't Starla. And I didn't say something like feisty little wildcat. Like, I, I don't talk like that. And Sam's like, oh yeah, well, like, what's her name? And Dean's like, I, I don't, don't remember. <laughs> she was a grad student, anthropology and folklore. And we were talking about ghost stories. Back at the bar, in a flashback, we, we see Dean's side of the story. We have a long pan up sheer black tights. Yes. Much classier. Yes. And a classy looking black dress to uh, a, a young blonde woman. She's a completely different actress. She's a different actress. She's got major cleavage. Yeah. And her hair is curled in, again, a very in specific... A way. Right. It's, it's cur- have... Her hair has been curled, but it's classy. It's not trashy. I would have liked it if they kept the actress. Yeah. I, I would have, too. I think so. Just to... To show, like, her the, doing different acting. Yeah, and, like, and the, the variety or the, um... I think it could have been better if it was the same actress. And not just showing that she can, like... like the duality between, Yeah, it like, can be too different. and... Yeah, modest what they or, call trashy and also... But, but, but Dean is, is remembering or imagining a completely different person. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, she, she goes, here's to... She holds out her shot glass... And he goes, here's to us. And oh, my clink. God. And then sort of slow take a shot. But they still take the they shot. Take it's not shot. sipping. It's ha, 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 ha slowly. <laughs> <laughs> so we're getting the vibe that, like, this doesn't seem entirely accurate. No. No. And she goes, my God, you are attractive. He thinks, but no time for that now. You need to tell me about this urban legend. Please, lives are at stake. This this not Starla is is like I'm sorry I I can't even concentrate. It's like staring into the sun, which is so so funny because this past week I did just see uh, someone who was at a supernatural convention describe meeting meeting and looking at Jensen Ackles as staring at the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely fair. Yeah, Sam approaches. Yeah, they kiss. <laughs> yeah, they 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 draw each other in and, and kiss. Sam approaches. His jacket over his shoulder. With an interesting face <laughs> that he's making. He, goes, he basically rolls his eyes. He goes, Dean, what are you doing? Dean, what do you think you're doing? Dean, what do you think you're doing? It's, it's this prissy... He purses his lips. Hmm. And Dean is like, Sam, please, if you wouldn't mind just giving me five minutes. And Sam's like, it just, the... the most pursed face, prissy voice, like diction, and... Dean, this is a very serious investigation. We don't have time for any of your blah, 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 Excellent! And I remembered this scene, and I love it, and... Obviously, Dean is uh, exaggerating. Yeah. Yes. Dean goes back to kissing this girl. Yeah. And then the blot and the face frame. 
And Sam starts, com- we hear Sam's voice back at the motel. He's complaining about, like, that's not what really happened. And Dean gives... And I don't sound like that. And Dean just kind of looks at him and shrugs, like, 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 mm, like mm, I think you do. Like, yeah, he, that's what you like, sound like to me. <laughs> and Bobby, like, kind of looks between them and he's like, okay, what is going on between you two? And Sam gives an eye roll and he's like, nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's fine. fine. Yeah. And Bobby's like, come on, you're bickering like an old married couple. Like, what's going on? He's like, like, Dean is like, no, you see, married couples can get divorced. (laughs) And then he says, me and him, we're Siamese twins. And I was like, uh. And then Sam goes, it's conjoined twins. And he goes, see what I mean? And it's like, ah. They could have almost been saying something, but they weren't. Almost. Because that little, see what I mean? Like, about this guy? It was, uh, it was, yeah. See how PC he is? You know? Yeah. Th- this episode has two of my favorite things mm-hmm. in this episode. One of them, we'll, we'll get there. We get there when we get there! This this one is unreliable narration. I've talked about this before. Yes. Unreliable narration is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things. It's fascinating. So, we don't really know, because we're getting these two conflicting accounts, we don't know for sure what... Like, the actual tone and the actual course of events. Which ones were true and which ones weren't? My dear doctor, they're all true. Because both of them are exaggerating. Yeah. I think we we generally... We have seen Dean before at a bar picking up trashier women. We generally don't see him drinking heavily drinking while he's on a case. No. they And they were at that bar to interview witnesses as reporters they were not there to hit on women. Dean's generally a little bit more professional than that. In general, his behavior seems, for at least from Sam's perspective, a little bit more like season one Dean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a number of the, the season one episodes where, where we saw him picking up, like, trashier people. We have not really seen that behavior from him this season. Yeah, we haven't. Uh, he's generally not been too interested in that. Um, and he's been given the opportunity, but he usually, you know, he'll flirt a little bit and then move on. He doesn't have any, like, intent behind it. So seeing, you know, this from Sam's perspective is that, like, oh, Dean's, you know, always drinking and he's always going after trashy women or whatever. I, th- I think that's an exaggeration, too. That's not a particularly accurate telling of events, either. No. I think it's a little less exaggerated than when Dean... Uh, oh, oh his, Dean, his woman with... Dean her. Dean is exaggerating. Yeah. Dean is for sure exaggerating. Yeah. But I think he's right that he was talking to her about, about like, ghost stories and the case. Because and, she's a grad student. Yeah. In anthropology and folklore studies, this is her area. So he's at, he he. I'm sure he was asking her about the the lo- any local urban legends and and haunting information. That's absolutely an avenue he would go down, and he probably would flirt. We've seen him flirt for information in the heist episode. He was mm-hmm. fl- he was he was flirting with the jewelry the jewelry store, store clerk lady. But again. Like, like, he 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 accepted her number, if I recall, but yeah. he didn't seem that interested in following up. No. Flirting without any intent to pursue. Yeah. We've seen that from him. I think that's probably most likely what happened, is he was flirting without intent to pursue. Maybe, maybe did a, a drink with her. But we really haven't seen him drinking heavily or to excess, getting sloppy like this, on a hunt. He's yeah. a little yeah. bit more professional than that. But Sam's perception of him... Is that he's this like you know wild wild wild, wild partier? Dean's is most obviously an, an exaggeration, but I yeah. think both of them are. Sam is like we've just been on the road for too long, tight quarters. You know, don't worry, like to Bobby. Like uh, so, then he continues saying that they figured it might be a haunting, so they went to check out the scene of the crime. So we have an exterior shot of the big building. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 
Here's another one. We want to make sure we get as many of those in there as we can, because this is a location shoot. We hear Sam ask someone uh, how long they've been working here, and we see a door unlock and a like janitor man in the jumpsuit that uh, we saw earlier lets them in. And it is the janitor from the intro. Yeah. Uh, this is the janitor who found the body that fell directly behind him on the steps. Yep. The, this janitor, uh, in, he's, you know, as he's unlocking the door and his whole demeanor is like smug, <laughs> kind, kind of smug, uh, kind of a little bit like a little cocky, a yeah. little just kind of chill. Um, and just kind of like, Hey, whatever, man. Yep. Yep. Uh, and he's like, he's been, and he says, uh, I've been mopping this floor for six years. Uh, as he lets the boys into the office and he's like, there you go, boys. He sees Sam start up the EMF. EMT reader. <laughs> He's like, what the heck's that for? Yeah. Sam just pulls it out right in front of him, like, yeah. LOL. Like, <laughs> like, like they, they usually are a little more subtle. Yeah. You know, they wait till the person leaves or, or yeah. what, but... And, but this guy is not leaving. No. He's just gonna hang out in here, and he, like, takes a position, like, on a corner and just yeah. kinda, like, slouches, slouch leans against it. Uh, uh, just finding wires in the walls. And the janitor's kinda like, okay. <laughs> sure. Slouch, slouch lean against the wall with, like, a little arms crossed hip pop. Mm-hmm. Just, like... So casual. Super casual. Super cool. And he's like, like, huh, well, not sure why you're wiring up this office. Not gonna do the professor much good. It's like, whoa. Yikes. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> yeah, and Dean's like, oh, why is that? And he kind of gives the janitor a side eye. And the janitor's like, well... He's dead. <laughs> yep. And they ask him what happened. And a janitor says that he went right out. He went th- out the window right there. And Sam kind of almost chuckles. He's like, were you working that night? He's like, I'm the one who found him. And it's like, well, did you see it happen? No, I just saw him come up here. And uh, and he kind of gives him a side eye. He's like, oh, well. And through this, Dean has been eating chocolates from a dish. Yeah, he, he finds <laughs> a candy dish somewhere in the room and is eating chocolate in the corner. Yeah. Uh, as, as, as Sam interviews the janitor. And he, the janitor's like, he wasn't alone. Waggles. Eyebrows. <laughs> and then, mouth full of candy, Dean goes, who is he with? Dean looks like the chipmunk from uh, Brother Bear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, his, um, if, if anyone's ever played, like, Chubby Bunny at a, yeah. like, at a sleepover where you, mm-hmm. you it, like, You're mouth, like mouth full. as full as you can possibly make it without stopping breathing. Yeah. Of, of, of food. Like, like, stuffed, like, in his lips, puffed out. More, more candy in his mouth than he could possibly swallow safely. <laughs> yeah. It's like... It would, it looks like it, yeah, it would hurt your mouth, like, to stretch out your cheeks that much. Like, like, just ch- choke, choking hazard. Yeah. Ex- choking hazard. Like, he's drooling. And this is where we get the freeze frame. <laughs> and where Dean off screen is like, come on, I, t- I ate one, maybe two. And Sam's like, just let me tell the story. <laughs> this The scene continues. We don't switch perspectives. The, the janitor continues that he was with a young lady um, who he's, uh, told the cops about her. It's like, but I guess they never found her. Sam is like, you saw this girl go in? Did you ever see her come out? And he's like, now that you mention it, no. And Dean is still trying to put more candy in his mouth. <laughs> he's trying like, trying to like fit it in there like like he's playing Chevy Bunny. <laughs> yep. Sam's like, you ever see her before around? It's like, and not he goes, not her. And Dean's like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> and Sam gives him this side eye. Like, like, ugh, Dean, disgusting. you're disgusting. <laughs> Uh, the janitor says, like, I don't mean to cast aspersions on a dead guy, but Mr. Morality here brought a lot of girls up here. 
got more ass than a toilet seat. Dean laughs at this and kind of like smacks Sam like, like, oh, that was a good one. So Dean Dean thinks this is funny and he just keeps shoving chocolate in his mouth. (laughs) And the janitor is looking at Dean like he finds Dean amusing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's got a very specific, like, like, not just like, thanks for laughing at my joke, but like, I like you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like, like I like what you've got. Go- this is this. I like this. Yeah, your whole thing you've got going on. Love I'm, it. I'm into it. And and he's like, yeah, yeah. He, and like, you get it. This is this is a good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Sam is like, so this building only has four stories, so there wouldn't be a room six six nine, right? He's like, of course not. <laughs> Why do you ask? And he goes, just curious. Thanks. And Dean is chewing a lot of chocolate. Like, kind of, like, looks, like, over his shoulder at the, like, kind of past the camera. This, that screenshot is a classic early Supernatural screenshot. Mm-hmm. Like, uses, like, a reaction image in, in the Supernatural fandom. It is, it, like, like, that is, like, that is Supernatural classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. Dean, like, going, like... <laughs> yeah, there's the, like, like, <laughs> yeah, like, sucking in the drool. <laughs> Past the the completely chipmunked face, mm-hmm. and sa- yeah, and Sam in the back like, Ew. so obviously an exaggeration. Yeah, that Sam is telling. We have seen Dean uh, partake of like free food that's been out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and stuff is faithful, but not not, not like, like that. excess. <laughs> uh, we've seen him. Uh, there, there was they were at a funeral. Uh, was that the the one with Max Nightmare? Yeah, they were. I, I think they were at. Yes, they were at a funeral. There and he's eating the little little, little weenies. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, yeah. God, I love these guys. And he, he eats a couple of them, and then has to like like push them into his cheek to start talking to somebody because yeah. he got caught eating them. But it was like three. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like an entire platter. No. Right. Right. I was thinking more of the mini quiche at the um yeah at the art house the uh, <laughs> mini quiche at the art- yes auction house. Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she's like, oh, can we get you some more mini quiche? Mm-hmm. And he's like, nope, I'm good. Oh, yeah, because he just he just put put an entire mini quiche in his mouth. Yep. Um, and she's like, do you want more? <laughs> it wasn't a, can I get you more? No, it was oh, it was a, oh, look at you. Oh, you like 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 in a in a you obviously don't belong. Rich people don't stuff their don't, rich people don't need to eat like this. Yeah, rich people don't eat the free food like they're afraid that that they're not going to get food soon. Yeah. Which is which is where Dean's thing with food. Bro, if there's free food, you should eat it. <laughs> Rich people don't think that way. No. The free food is there. I don't know. The free food is just Why there to be walking around. It's a banana. How much could it be? Ten dollars. <laughs> I've never really seen Arrested Development, but yeah. I just know that line. And also, good for her. Good <laughs> for her. So we go back to the motel room, and Sam is like, "Well, there's no trace of EMF. And they're getting beers." And like the fridge and, and room six six nine doesn't make any sense. No, nope. um, and seems like so. Is the professor just a jumper? Is the legend just a legend? And Dean's like, it's still pretty weird. So still worth the investigation. Yeah, the girl that the janitor described that was pretty weird. Maybe check the history of the building. See if a coed ganked herself there. Is what he says. Yeah, the, they've used the the phrase ganked a number of times, and that becomes a a more they they use that. That euphemism for killed, right? I'm not sure why. No, no. I've never heard it. Before. And I've never heard it specifically used like this. Yeah. But this is a this is a phrase that I've pretty much only heard on Supernatural. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm not sure where else that happens. Yeah, or where that came from. Email us and let us know where that the etymology <laughs> of, the, of the word ganked. I don't know if any of them 
would know. If we have know. a bunch of new listeners, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Perhaps. Maybe some of them are mayhaps. May- mayhaps. Mayhaps we know we have someone now listening who could help us with the etymology that I'm not going to Google. <laughs> <laughs> Sam tries his laptop. And he's like, were you on my computer? But the computer is frozen, specifically on the website bustyasianbeauties.com. Uh, yep, yep. And it's like, oh, great. And this this is a, th- this, bustyasianbeauties.com, becomes a recurring joke. No. Great. <laughs> Wonderful. Why? I don't like mm-hmm. that. It becomes no, a joke. No, it becomes no. a recurring joke. And they, at later points, refer to the website, and they have, like, skin mags. I don't yeah. like... Yeah. No. Yeah. The, the uh, sexualization of Asian... You know how to say that word. Yeah, fetishization of Asian women. I have a hard time with words sometimes. Fantastic. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the sexualization of, of Asian women. And that other word I can't say. Fetishization. Yep. I believe you. <laughs> My mouth won't do it. Yeah. Become, that becomes a recurring theme. It's, wow. it's gotten Fantastic. It's gotten so bad now to the point where on TikTok, if there's any video of an Asian person, the comments are like, wow, you're like anime in real life. Wow. And that, so that's coming into the modern day. This like running joke it was not. I mean, I mean, it, it still it still happened, but I don't recall it being as 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 large a part of the public consciousness. Like K-pop stands weren't a thing here. Yeah, you know? the global notice of Asian beauty standards and and you know mm-hmm. th- things like that that that's more common in the modern day. It, w- it was different yeah. then. Yeah. But yeah, this, this, that as a theme becomes a running joke. I don't like Wonderful. It, this is the first appearance of that, though. Fantastic. We get to see that again. That's great. Sam is like, Dean, just don't touch my stuff anymore, okay? And Dean pokes his head back in and he's like, why don't you control your OCD? Like, whoa. Yeah. That's... Okay. Ugh. We have a freeze frame and Bobby cuts in. And he's like, okay, Stop. Yeah, did you dig up anything about the building or the suicidal co-ed? It's like, let's let's not get bogged down in the who did what. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stop, stop. You guys are being weird. The history of the building is clean. So Bobby's like, it's not a haunting. And, but Dean's not sure. He's, Yo, what do you mean? And he's, he's Sam's like, like, well, it's weird. And then, like, <laughs> this next part, and, and Dean's pacing and fidgeting with his hands. He's like, like, we didn't see it ourselves, but it's really weird. So our next shot is a, a, a nighttime exterior shot of the big building. Oh, the big building. <laughs> oh my god! We see Curtis, the guy with the Letterman jacket, walking past, and he hears this weird whooshing, whirring noise in the sky. And then, well, the first time he hears it, he kind of looks like looks around. Mm-hmm. I was like, that, like that was weird. And mm-hmm. then he like smiles, and he's like, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, like that was weird. All yeah. right. I'm and not going to get fooled by nothing. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a big jock boy. I'm a big boy. And then he hears it again. I'm a big boy. I'm a big boy. I get scared. <laughs> then he hears it again, and he's like, that's really weird. It's a little bit weirder this time. And then okay, it, maybe I'm scared. Then it's like, you know, sci-fi spaceship noises. Following him down the sidewalk, he gets freaked out. A big beam of light appears above him, and he starts screaming and running around. Trips and falls. falls. <laughs> and he gets kind of brought or like taken up in this beam of light. Yeah, like, tra- he's like tractor, tractor beamed up, and we scream to commercial. <laughs> and Bobby cuts in with aliens. <laughs> Dean's like, yeah. He's like, aliens? 
And Dean's like, yeah. <laughs> And he's like, Bobby's like, even if they are real, they're not coming down to earth and swiping people. And Bobby says, you know, his whole life, he's never found evidence of an honest-to-God abduction. It's all just cranks and pranks. Like, that's a good way to describe yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Good job, Bobby. And Sam's like, yeah, that's, you know, what we figured, too. But we thought we'd at least talk to the guy. And then we have a flashback to the bar. Curtis is doing shots now, and he's looking a little rough. Mm-hmm. He's got three shots in front of him, takes one, and uh, Dean goes, hey, you gotta try those purple nurples. Oof. And Sam clears his throat. The guy just looks at it. Like, Curtis just looks at him like, are you serious? I'm, I've got a lot going on right now. So they, you know, they ask, uh, they ask Curtis what happened. Curtis is like, you won't believe me? Nobody does. Curtis is like, I do not want this in the papers, though. And Dean's like, yeah, okay, off the record. He says he blacked out, he lost time, and when he came to, he didn't know where he was. And we see, like, flashes of Curtis, like, on a, like, table, like, on a chair table situation with aliens around him. Mm -hmm. And Curtis, what Curtis describes is a pretty classic alien abduction story, including running scientific tests on him and probing, which is... Sam kind of smiles, scratches his head, and Dean is like, they probed you... And they continue, they are... They just dig this hole. They, they're, they, they're, they just dig, keep they, digging they just, this hole. They are playing this for jokes. And it's really not funny. No, it's not. It's not at all funny. Sam and Dean think it's funny. Probing means in the butt, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, what he's describing is uh, sexual assault. Mm. Dean thinks it's funny. Sam thinks it's funny. Curtis takes a shot. And Curtis is, is describing a, a really not funny situation. That would be... Very traumatic. Yeah. 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 Curtis is traumatized, and they just keep digging the hole that they're in. And Curtis says, like, that wasn't even the worst part. The worst part was they made me slow dance. And, like, they just... Uh, No. That, like, um... Maybe that's not the worst part. That's, uh... Like, okay. um, So, and this is something. It's like, there he is. There's John Siobhan. Yep. Mm. The worst thing... The worst possible thing ever. The worst possible thing he can imagine is violence of a sexual nature, especially if you are a man. Mm-hmm. Because they, they referred to that fear specifically in The Benders, remember? Yep. Yeah. Um, that was, like, the worst possible thing they could they could imagine. It was like... No, this this is the this is supernatural most dangerous game edition. <laughs> yes. The worst thing is that they are kidnapping and hunting people for sport. We don't really need to bring violence of a sexual nature into this. But, you know, that's that's the the worst thing the scariest the, the scariest thing, thing possible at all um is vi- violence of a sexual nature and especially if you're a man because it's, you know, so emasculating. Uh and then like to p- push it one step further and really cement that that you know that that, that feeling of of emasculinization is like like and the worst part is that we slow danced which is wow yeah okay yikes and we we see this this scene of i mean i mean they're like you know the the classic x-files aliens you know mm-hmm. you know big heads big eyes long fingers you know under a disco ball yep and and Curtis, Curtis slow dancing with it to to some like high school dance slow, yep. slow dance music. So, yeah, so this whole scene, big yikes from me. Yeah, not funny. No, it's not funny. Maybe it would have just been better if he was invited to slow dance. They could have yeah breezed right past. They could they could have not done that. 
He could have been abducted by aliens. Could have been tested on. Could have been, could have been tested on. Could have slow danced. Right. Which would have been fine. They could have brought in, because, like, as they, they refer to this, as if it's on the same level as other frat hazing. Right. Mm. They could have brought in, like, other hazing type things. Yeah. Yeah. And made it, and made it be an alien abduction also. They could have done that. But they went with, uh, sexual assault. Which, that's not funny. No. No. Especially not comparing it to hazing either. Yeah. No, that's, uh, no, no. Nope. Um, so we get a freeze frame. Has it been a trend in fraternities for... Sex. Oh, to like sexually assault each other. Uh, pledges. Um, the the culture around hazing has changed yeah. in mod and like like in current times. I'm sure. I'm I'm sure it still happens. Yeah. But there are. But colleges in general are a little bit more aware and more likely to do something to stop it. So some hazing can be extremely dangerous. Students have died doing hazing things, mm-hmm. and colleges, uh, above all else, are afraid of legal action. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So in more recent years, um, they have been a little bit more conscious uh, and having, like, early saying they have a zero tolerance policy for hazing. <laughs> hazing still happens. But it's, from what I've seen, is a little bit less intense um, than what, like, like stereotypical classic hazing that you'd, you'd hear about. I, I don't remember. Did you guys have Greek life? Nope. Uh, some of the colleges around us did. Um, did you hear about or see any hazing stuff? Nope. Nothing in um, Most... my college or the ones around us. Uh, I mean, and the only like frat that I ever interacted with really was at um, in Hoboken. That was all just like like engineering students and like, <laughs> yeah. like guys who... Like, they were in a frat, but it really didn't seem like they were that kind of like frat guys. Yeah. Most of the uh, hazing, anything close to that, was like the like the weekend where they are initiating the new the new people. Yeah, the new people are walking around in funny costumes. Yeah, princess crowns and butterfly wings and you know monkey suits and huh. things to embarrass you. Yeah, it's 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 to like haha embarrass you, but it's mostly it was mostly just a costume party. Yeah, and then they all go get drunk. Like that's that was yeah. mostly the vibe. I'm sure there are colleges where hazing is still. More, more like intense hazing is still a thing. It was, from what I recall, be, because the culture around hazing has has sort of changed um, over the past fifteen years. Fifteen years ago, more likely to find the kind of intense hazing that has resulted in students dying. Yeah. So Bobby cuts in here to say, like, you guys are exaggerating again. And both of them together are like, no. no. And Bobby's like, oh, then this then this frack frack is just nuts. And Dean's like, well, we're not sure. So we have a flashback to the campus grounds. There is this big burned circle from the tractor beam <laughs> in the grass. And Sam's like, I'm telling you, Dean, this was made by some kind of jet engine. And I'm like, and how would you know that, Sam? Yeah. yeah. Your, your years in pre-law <laughs> tell they, you that? Did they tell you what a jet engine scorch mark on grass looks like? It just looks like a, a circle of dead grass. Yeah. Or like someone like had a campfire. Like, 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 it looks like someone had a campfire here. Yeah. It is a perfect circle. It's but, a, it, yeah. Oh, well. Like, like oh, well. <laughs> like, <laughs> must be a jet engine. <laughs> like, like we, we've seen a, a perfect circle of dead grass before, and like, ah. Supernatural. Supernatural. Dead tree. <laughs> uh, Dean's like, um, oh, you mean, like, like a saucer-shaped jet engine? 
And Sam's like, well, what else could it be? Oh I'm like, God. Sam, I'm could just... Be a lot I, of things. It could be a lot of things, Sam. Yeah, it could be a rocket. It could be an aeroplane. But <laughs> the, the boys are kind of at a loss. because The timing of this would suggest that there's a connection. But these are two very different situations. So they're, they're kind of floundering. And we get a little bit of a Dean voiceover where he's like, so we just... We had to keep investigating. So the boys are doing interviews with uh, one of Curtis's frat buddies. <laughs> And this frat bro was like, yeah, he said it was aliens, but like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. And Sam is doing empathize face. Look, man, I know this is all, this all has to be so hard for you. And he's like, um, not, not so, so much. much. <laughs> like, like, I'm fine. And he goes, and, but I want you to know I'm here for you. And uh, the guy's like, okay. Okay. And he's like, you brave little, little soldier. soldier. I acknowledge your, your pain. pain. And the guy oh, come of, here. And he and, gives him a big hug. And the guy's like looking side to side, like, like what, what the? What? Oh my god! He goes, you're, and he holds him in a hug. And he's like, you're too precious for this world. And Dean's like, okay, yikes. And we get the freeze frame, and Sam's, Sam's like, I never said that. And Dean's like, you're always saying pansy stuff like that. And, and Bobby kind of just looks back and forth between the boys. Yeah, I, the look that Bobby has is like a zoom in on Bobby. He's like, okay. Mm, <laughs> back to Dean's flashback. Sam uh, hugging this kid. The frat bro awkwardly is like, thank you for the hug, but I'm fine. And he <laughs> gets out of it. Sam pats his shoulder really hard. Like, he's like, like, like you're going to be okay. <laughs> it looks like Sam. Yeah, Sam is more... Uh, Emo- yeah, emotionally devastated from this than uh, the kid. Yeah. Um, he's, and he's the, but so the, this frat bro is like, to tell you the truth, whatever happened to Curtis, he had it coming. He's our pledge master, put us through hell this this semester, and got off on it. So now he knows how we feel. And like, ooh, yikes. So Curtis in this frat is the guy in charge of the humiliating hazing that he made. It's usually uh, freshman. It's usually fre- well. You have to have like first I, again, semester again, to, again, in media. It's weird because like you, you're supposed to have like at least a semester of like academic performance to and show. This, and this and this would be in the spring semester. Okay, yeah. So I, so it could it could very well be um uh, a fre- it, it's usually freshmen who join in the second semester. I heard pledge master and I was like, does this have something to do with speeches or pledging to nope, something? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Curtis is the guy in charge of the humiliating activities that that they make the new frat initiates do. So yikes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big yikes. Sam is doing sad emotional face. Yeah, he looks uh, like he's gonna cry. And Dean gives him a shoulder pat and he's like, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> It's Sam. Sam. It's okay. It's okay, Sam. <laughs> Later at the motel, Sam and Dean return, still confused. Um, the only connection they've found it, between the professor and the frat guy is that they're both dicks, as <laughs> Dean says. Sam, in the background, is looking for his laptop, which he can't find, so he like starts tossing tossing the room looking for it, um, as Dean is sort of like running down what they know. A f- philosophy professor is, is, uh, gets a dead girl, a pledge master gets hazed, they're getting poetic justice. The, these are this is the the connection. But as far but but further than that, he, he's not sure. So Sam comes over and he's like, and th- throughout throughout this, Sam keeps interrupting him, like, "Where's my laptop? Can't find my laptop." And Dean's like, "I don't know where, I don't know where, 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 where your laptop is, man." <laughs> uh, Sam comes over and he's like, "Ha ha, very funny. Where is it? Where'd you hide it?" And Dean's like, "Your computer? Why would I take your computer?" And Sam is getting mad. 
He's like, because no one else could have, Dean. We keep the door locked. We never let the maids in. So so if we're following from the previous scene, this is still from Dean's perspective. Could, and this is still in flashback, so it could very well be exaggerated. We've seen Sam get this kind of mad before. Mm-hmm. And we we know over the course of this episode that he's he is frustrated with Dean. Yeah. Dean does ca- call him Poindexter. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like you lost it, Poindexter. Sam's like, you know something? I put up with a lot from you. And they, they have... Uh, a back a back and forth fighting. Um, I was like, he said, Sam brings up a couple specific things that he doesn't like about Dean. He goes, your dirty socks in the sink? I'm like, what? what? <laughs> He's been putting his dirty socks in the sink. Where else are they going to do laundry? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Listen, laundromats cost money, yeah. which they don't have. Yeah. And you have a limited supply of things like socks and underwear. Yeah. Jeans, you can wear forever without washing them, the as long tub. as they don't get, like... Yeah, right? You'd think, do it in the tub. But Maybe. But, or, or do it in the sink uh, with the dishes. I love that. Do it in the, in the sink. Um, and your food in the fridge? And he's like, what's wrong with my food? <laughs> he's like, it's not food anymore, Dean. It's Darwinism. And he goes, I don't like it. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. And Sam's making a big deal about all he asks. The only thing he asks is that Dean not touch his stuff. And, but we know that Dean has touched his stuff. Yeah. In the past or in the past episode? Yeah. Yeah, in this episode. Yeah. So... Yeah. yeah, Dean's being a little shit. Dean's being a little shit. And then, and then the way he says, you done, like you're, like he's yeah. throwing a tantrum. Yeah. He's yeah, no, he's being shitty. He's very reasonable to me, man. Yeah, and Sam is like, well, how would you feel if I screwed with the Impala? And Dean's like, well, it'd be the last thing you ever did. And Bobby cuts in here. He's like, did you take the computer? I love this part. He's just like, he's, he's a dad. Dad he, about it. Uh, yes. Did you take his computer? And Dean is like, serves him right, but no. And uh, says, well, I didn't lose it because I don't lose things. And Dean's like, oh, that's right. Yeah, Mr. Perfect. And Bobby's like, ah, oh, stop. Whatever. Just tell me what happened next. So Sam, big sigh. And Dean's like, okay, yeah. So there was there was another, one more victim. And again, they didn't see it happen. He was a research scientist doing animal testing. And Dean's like, yeah, you know, a, a dick. dick. He's like, which fits the pattern? And we see an exterior shot of the big, the big building. building. A man with a briefcase walks down the steps of the campus building and onto the sidewalk, crosses the street. And so and as he's, you know, crossing the street, he sees, like, down a storm drain, a gold pocket watch. Yeah. Uh, first I thought it was, like, a I Rolex it, or something. I thought it looked... It Maybe. had, like, a band when you, when it, like, went down to, like, the, the cam under the sewer. Okay. So a, a, band a, on a it. fancy, fancy watch. Yeah. I thought it looked like... From up top, I thought it looked like just a weird coin. Yes. And I was like, like, coin. I was <laughs> like why is he sticking He's so excited his arm in this dumbass? Like, sees this and he's like, ooh, he's and like, <laughs> drops to his stomach on the wet pavement. I yeah. think it would have been and more realistic to have, like, some type of specimen or animal that he's looking for or something that he finds. I guess, like, something or something that would tie more back to his, like, animal testing stuff. Yeah. I think it's just showing that he's, like, a greedy dick. Yeah. I guess. Or, yeah, I, you know, one of the, one of the, one of the reasons you do animal testing is because you are, I mean, you, you do animal testing because you're being paid to do it. Yeah. Um, usually by a pharmaceutical company. Or um, a weapons manufacturer, or the military. There's money involved. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's what they're saying, but that is a reasonable through line: mm-hmm. is that he's doing this animal testing, so he's you know being cruel to animals, and he's doing it for money. So therefore, he is greedy. So therefore, when he sees the gold, he's 
he's Ooh, willing many, to, many, many. to dive headfirst toward a storm drain, stick his entire arm down the storm I'm drain. Like, what and kind the, the of watch is maniac? Just out of, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seize, seize a gold watch down a storm drain and stick your whole entire arm, arm down, down the storm drain and wiggle, wiggle his fingers. He can't quite reach it. And you he- we hear animal noises from somewhere else in the sewers. <laughs> yeah, uh, we hear some kind of growl or uh, animal noise. And then we hear a crunch. Blood splatter. He starts screaming. It's still in flashback. It's... Or, but we're at a morgue. It's nighttime. And we have a little voiceover. Dean is explaining that the cops didn't release the cause of death because they had no clue what the cause was. And Sam voiceover explains that they, you know, went to check it out. So the boys are breaking into the morgue. They use a knife to, like, jimmy the the lock on the window and pop in with flashlights. They get the fr- fridge door open, and it's very smoky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Steamy. Dry ice. <laughs> I don't know, but it makes the flashlight beam look look all smoky. They pull out the, the tray and pull off the, the bloody sheet to uh, uh, of the body tray to reveal just, like, a bunch of dismembered body parts. It's like, yeah, just it's like, like a leg and an arm. arm. And a shoe. Yeah. And a shoe. Yeah. And they're both really grossed out. Yeah, Dean's like, that is just nasty. Mutilated. And Sam is like, well, it looks like something was hungry. Um, and they, we learned that they hadn't, I, or they, they ID'd the guy. He was this research scientist at the college. Um, his office was in Crawford Hall, the same as the professor. But Sam Sam does get his face very close to the body. <laughs> yeah. Sam asks Dean to roll over the magnifying glass thing, and he turns it on and looks uh, through it and finds something. The wish he knows exactly what it is. I know. It was very... It wasn't even like, oh, it's like some kind of a scale. He's like, it's a belly scale. From an like, alligator, specifically. From an alligator. I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, and and I, how, I, would, how would you know, know that? that? How would you know that, Sam? Yeah. And uh, Dean is like, really? An alligator in the sewer? Come on. And Sam's like, you know, it's a classic urban legend. And Dean's like, yeah, but it's not real. And Sam's like, like uh, alien abductions. Not real either. So Sam is they're like, this is super weird and we have no idea what the connection is. So Sam suggests they call Bobby. Maybe he's seen something like this before. And Dean's like, oh, sure. It's just your haunted campus alien abduction alligator in the sewer gig. <laughs> Present time in the motel. Sam explains that they went to check the sewer anyway. They so they split up to the opposite ends of campus. Bobby's like, "Well, did you find anything?" And Dean's like, "Yeah, found something, just not in the sewer." So we see Dean getting out of the sewer and then out of wa- his manhole cover, and then walking down the street around the corner to find the Impala, all four tires flat, <laughs> and he finds. A money clip yes, 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 yes. <laughs> with SW engraved on it. Buy a money clip engraved? Question mark. <laughs> you, you want, want it? it? Go, go get it. it. In the motel, Dean comes in angry. Still in the flashback. Like, Sam acknowledges him, and Dean's like, uh, "Do you think this is funny?" And Sam's like, "Um, depends." What? And Dean like makes like mocking noises, like nim, 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 nim. the car. What about the car? Because Sam doesn't know what he's talking about. And Dean's like, "You can't let the air out of all the tires, you idiot! You're gonna bend the rims." And Sam's like, uh, "I didn't go near your car." And he's like, "Oh yeah, then how did I find this?" And he pulls out the money clip. And Sam, surprised Pikachu face, he grabs his pocket like, "What the fuck?" Like, I- like jumps up and he's like, "Huh." Uh, f- funny, give me back my money. And Dean's like, um, no, consider it reparations for emotional trauma. And Sam's like, uh, no, funny, haha, give it back. And tries to grab it from him. 
And Sam is now getting mad. And he's like, I've had it up to here with you, Dean. And Dean's like, yeah, right back at you. And then they start a grabby, slappy fight that ends up in wrestling on the bed. (laughs) Flashback to Bobby is like, okay, I've heard enough. And Dean's like, okay, yeah, well, anyway, you showed up about an hour after that. And Bobby's like, I, like, like, disappointed dad. (laughs) I am surprised at you two. I really am. It's like, Sam, first off. Dean did not steal your computer. And Sam's like, but I... And Dean, Sam did not touch your car. If you two had bothered to pull your heads out of your asses, it would have been pretty clear. Dean's like, what? It's like, what you're dealing with? And the boy's like, uncomfortable shuffling. And they're like, we got got nothing. Nope, nope, we don't know what what it is. He's like, you've got a trickster on your hands. And he's like, that's what I thought. And Sam's like, you did not. (laughs) And Bobby's like, I gotta tell you, you two were the biggest clue. These things create chaos and mischief as easy as breathing. And it's got you two so turned around and at each other's throats, you can't even think straight. It knows you're on to him. And it's been playing you like fiddles. So we had a lore drop from Bobby. And a new monster type unlocked. Mm -hmm. Demigod. He gives examples uh, examples of tricksters are like Loki and um, Anansi. Anansi. Um, if you've read, well, so um, Anansi Boys by Neil Gaiman, fantastic. And American Gods, Anansi makes an appearance in American Gods, uh-huh. which Supernatural draws inspiration from. Hmm. Was the American Gods TV show on at the time? No, much later. No. Much later. It would have been drawn from the book. By Neil Gaiman? Yes. Also, yeah, both of those by Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman also more recently wrote Norse Mythology, the book which compiles um, a number of Norse myths, Loki being a character uh, in a number of those. And uh, as far as, like, supernatural lore specifically, immortal, create things out of thin air that are, like, real and and interactable and then can make them vanish. That's a very, like, supernatural show specific for, like, the mechanics of the show thing. The trickster thing in trickster demigod situation in general, trickster stories, as Bobby goes on to explain, the targets of tricksters are often the the high and mighty uh, people who need to be taken down a peg. Usually with humor, sometimes deadly. (laughs) Um, This all tracks as far as, like, folklore trickster deities go. Uh, personal soft spot for um a nancy and 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 loki because i uh loved loved american gods highly recommend it so we've we've got it we've got a trickster god yeah dean asks what they look like and bobby's like well lots of things but human mostly and dean has a light bulb where he, he turns to sam and he's like what human do we know has been at ground zero this whole time and sam like he frowns. does like a hmm who ah yes I got it face our next scene, we've got some funky music, like d- the disco music. Mm-hmm. And we someone is looking at a magazine spread, Alien Love Slave tabloid. We see Alligators Terrorize the Sewers spread. We see Cannibal Madman cha- Chainsaw's Family. And we hear the janitor's voice say, ooh, that's a good one. And the camera swings around. We see a room with uh, like velvety red furniture, booby lady <laughs> art on the walls. Um, it's a very disco seventies room. He calls over a little dog and goes like, "Could you eat? I could eat." And he gets up. He's drinking champagne. He's yeah. He's wearing a white tank top, red silk boxers. Mm-hmm. Drinking champagne, and he and the little dog wander over to this very 70s kitchen table where there is a decadent spread of fruit 
and cake, cake and chocolate and candy sweets. Something's missing. The, the dog has jumped up and is eating directly off the, off the table. <laughs> and yeah, he's yeah, thinks for a second something's missing, and he summons two like GTA strippers, <laughs> <laughs> tall, busty women in lingerie and curled hair and makeup done appear on either side of him. He feeds one a finger of whipped cream. The other one feeds him cake. And it's like, wow, that's some energy. It's a look. <laughs> Our next scene, we're at uh, Crawford Hall. We're outside the big building. We're outside the big building exterior shot. <laughs> then we go inside. Inside the building. The janitor, our janitor friend, is locking up the like janitor equipment room and speaking to the boys. And he's like, sorry if I'm dragging a little ass today, boys. I had quite the night last night. And he's as he's leading them up the stairs and he pauses, turns back and he's like, lots of sex. <laughs> you catch, <laughs> yeah, my, catch drift. my drift. And he's like, uh, yeah, hard not to. <laughs> and Sam's like, oh, damn, I forgot something in the truck. I'll catch up with you guys and turns back around. And uh, like as they're heading up the stairs, Dean was like motioning to Sam, like, like, wait, like, wait here. Yeah. And ju- just the janitor's whole energy, his mm-hmm. the facial expressions. I'm loving, I love it. Mm-hmm. Loving, loving the energy. Sam kind of opens the door that's like right behind them on the stairs and shuts it like to make it seem like he'd gone outside and then runs down the stairs and gets his lock pick out and yep. goes in the like janitor's locker room, searches the lockers Finds a locker with a magazine in it, and it's the one that says, like, aliens tabloid. World Weekly... Weekly World News. <laughs> <laughs> World's Weekly... Weekly World... Weekly World Which is a re- was a real tabloid, mm-hmm. um, which was, like, specifically, like, supernatural fake, fake nonsense. Oh, that's funny. So we have another exterior shot of Crawford Hall. <laughs> yep. The boys are coming out of the building. Yeah, Sam is like, just because he reads this doesn't mean that he's our guy. It's like, you read it too. <laughs> and Dean's like, like, I'm telling you, it's him. And Sam's like, like, listen, I just want some hard proof. And Dean's like, okay, see, here's another thing. Uh, Bobby said that these things have like a metabolism, like a metabolism like an insect. Which for a second, it's like, does that mean like they can eat a lot and like use a lot of energy and and like not have to expend I'm, that much energy? I'm not sure. They were saying it's metabolism. I think it. I'm like, the, like they're really super strong, stronger than like an I think ant. No, <laughs> <laughs> really, like like, like an ant. ant. <laughs> what? Or or is it just like ants, like sugar? I think no, that's all. I think meant. it means. Oh wait, he said like an insect specifically, yeah. and then he says real sweet tooth. Yeah, like ants, like sugar. Yes, maybe. Kind of a weird line. If he means that he has a very strong metabolism, we know that he eats sugar a lot, so... Right. It's like, then then they don't get that. I don't don't know. Because he knows. Because ants. (laughs) And Sam's like, yeah, okay, well, I didn't find any candy bars or sugar. And he's like, well, yeah, you probably missed something. And Sam, getting angry, is like, I don't miss things. And he's like, oh, yeah, because Mr. Perfect... And Sam's like, are you still pissed at me for what the trickster did? <laughs> and we see the janitor in the window of the building watching them. Dean's like, yo, come on. You were a tight ass before the trickster showed up. And there's this long pause where <laughs> and it felt like, I mean, it was, it was supposed to be because it's uh, it's a fake fight. But like they, they're kind of looking at each other like, You're, you go. You go. It's your line. Your line next. It's, it's you. <laughs> and, and then Sam like kind of dramatically, look. 
just just keep an eye on the janitor. I'll go to his place to see if I can find evidence. It's like before before you go barging in and staking the man. Yeah, wait till I get back. And ma- and makes Dean promise to wait till wait till he gets back. And the- which they never actually told us that like a stake to the heart or something would yeah. kill no. this guy. No. no, we never talked about that in the lore discussion. No, I no. was like, oh, so that's when I saw Dean just pull out a stake. I was like. Oh, so that's what... That's, yeah, that's what we're doing. Is a, And then everyone know, else had stakes. I, I know like, there is an episode later where we do encounter another demigod situation where they where they cover that a, a, a wooden stake made of a specific type of wood or whatever is, is, what, is what you use. But you, no, you're right. They did not cover that, that specifically in the lore. So the janitor watches this whole exchange and watches Sam leave and Dean's hanging out with with kind of with with his like interested look, like, mm-hmm. like hmm, interesting reaction. But what does it mean? It's nighttime and we have an exciting outside shot. Dean goes screw this and he, walks up to the doors. Yeah, and he's, goes he's in like, with a flashlight. He's just like wandering around. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, like then... I'm bored. I'm going in. Um, as he's wandering around outside, though, we get a kind of a long shot specifically on the stained glass yeah. above the door. Which, at this point, we still didn't... They still, as far as I know, didn't have any plans to include angels or the uh, stuff later. So... Like, 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 like that was, wasn't something they decided until much later, season like after season three. Maybe hmm. one person in the writer's room... Talk d- to the director. I mean, like, I mean, hey, it's a it's a know? it's a pretty stained glass window, and we're trying to get as much as we can out of this exterior building shot. Dean looking up at it, being made uncomfortable, maybe by like the weird, yeah. weird, specifically Christian themes, because there's like a cross, and it's like very God situation up there. Maybe. However, what this serves to do <gasps> is <gasps> accidental foreshadowing. Okay. And I have to leave it there. That's okay. <laughs> For spoiler reasons. Yep. Uh, if you know, you know. Dean goes up the stairs. We see he has a steak. Um, <laughs> he just got a steak. No. Yeah. Uh, he hears music and goes towards it. He goes to, like, an auditorium and finds two women on, like, a red bed. Yeah, it's 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 sexy time music. Sexy time music. It's, it's what, what's his face? Very white. Can't yeah. get enough of your love. Can't get enough of your love, babe. <laughs> and yeah, there's there is a disco ball. There is a a red velvet bed with four posters. There are red lava lamps. I was say, there's lava lamps. I love it. And like light, like you know, lights flashing off the disco ball. The disco ball spinning. And yeah, the 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 two GTA st- strippers from the earlier scene are there on the bed waiting for Dean. Like crawling around on the bed with their asses out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they crawl just, forward. Just full, full like lingerie look. And the camera is right on their crotches yep. behind them, yep. and they're like, "We've been waiting for you, Dean." And he goes, "You guys aren't real." <laughs> <laughs> and one of the strippers goes, "Trust me, sugar, it's gonna feel real." And Dean's like, "Ha!" <laughs> gulp, <laughs> big gulp. He's like, "Oh boy." And what, like one of them offers to give him a massage, and Dean's <laughs> he says, "You know, I'm a sucker for a happy ending, but I'm gonna have to pass." And he looks so pained, yeah. so pained to say it. We're getting the camera every time we we, we we see the strippers. We're getting different boob shots, different ass shots. Yeah. We're like we're getting our money's worth from which is why <laughs> from I'm, this lingerie, which is why costume. I'm, I always I also hesitate to watch Supernatural in public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of because of uh, mostly naked women, John Jabon. 
Because of John Siobhan. So because of John Siobhan. Thanks, John. <laughs> Sir, this is why we can't watch this show in public. <laughs> uh, not because the, of the psychic damage that would be dealt to me if someone like, hey, saw... Supernatural? Like, oh, hey, you're watching Supernatural? Like, mm. <laughs> And then I would have to admit to that. <laughs> admit to yourself that's what you're doing. That, that yeah. I'm watching Supernatural in a coffee you, shop? You out loud grunt and people are like, 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 <laughs> my nose starts bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> Anime nose bleed. <laughs> no, not no, like, not like that. But. <laughs> no, anime people nose nose bleed when, when they see horny. when they when they when they're horny. Yeah, and it's like a weird like cultural thing. Yeah, I don't understand. But. I don't. I don't either. So when 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 Dean says he's going to have to pass, we hear the janitor's voice from off screen. He says, they're a peace offering, and Dean spins around, and the janitor is sitting in this lecture hall in, in, in one of the auditorium seats. He's like, I know what you and your brother do. I've, I've been around a while. I've run into your kind before. And Dean's like, well, then you know I can't let you just keep hurting people. Yeah, and the trickster's like, come on. There's a huge eye roll. And he, like, leans his head back in, in the auditorium chair. He's like, come on. Because those people got what was coming to them, hoisted on their own petards. It's like, but you and Sam, I like you. I do. So treat yourself long as you want. Just long enough for me to move on to the next town. So now that we, like, really see him in, and being... You know the trickster, right? It feels um, it feels really weird to mate two women and be like, use him, use him for as long as you want. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, they're because they are because they're constructs. illusor illusory constructs. Well, and because they don't. Because they're not human, they're not human, and they they're can't not. They're, yeah, they're not. They're they're objects. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're objects. So and we're making an object that is a that is a female human person, but it's, it's but an she object. Can't think, she can't think, and she's there for you to mm-hmm. uh, do whatever you want to her. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, a little weird. And he he offers like he's like like yeah, go ahead, have fun. Um, for you know, long enough for me to move on to the next town. And Dean's like, I can't let you do that. And the janitor's like, I don't want to hurt you. And he pulls out a candy bar and starts eating it. He's like, but and you know that I can. And Dean Dean is like like conflicted. And this is an interesting conversation because we've had we haven't had this. This is a much more this is a much friendlier conversation than we've had yeah. with most monsters. Yeah. Especially since Dean kind of likes this guy's style. Yeah, yeah he goes, he says I dig your style. And he says, the slow dancing alien. And they both laugh. <laughs> and and the, he's the, like, that's one of my favorites. And they, they're like, yeah, he's like, I can't let you go, though. And the janitor's like, oh, that's too bad. Like I said, I like you. But Sam was right. You shouldn't have come alone. We hear a door open at the back of the room. And Sam comes in like, like, <laughs> like, like I heard my name. Like, like, but he wanders in like he does when, when he makes an entrance. Oh, he just, he, he wanders just... into the room like he's lost. <laughs> With no, I came into this room and I forgot why. <laughs> yeah. He's holding a steak. Yeah. But he kind of like looks around. He's like, like what, what do I do? With like this? he forgot why he, he came forgot in. Why he came in this room. And that's every, every rescue Sam has been on. Yeah. <laughs> is like, he just sort of wanders into frame. He's like, oh, hey guys. Oh, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> I found you. You tied up the trees? Yeah. <laughs> Bobby also comes in with more of a sense of urgency. Yeah. He looks over at Sam and he's, he's holding a stake as well. 
And the trickster turns back to look at Dean like, like, you got me. <laughs> so that guy, that fight you guys had outside, that was a trick. It's like, not bad. Do people ship Dean? Dean and the trickster? Yeah. Not so much. If they ship the trickster with anyone later on, it's with Sam. Really? <laughs> For future episode reasons. Okay. Okay. It's, it's, it's not a particular, it's not as common a ship as many of the other ships available. It, uh, I've seen more of Trickster and, and Sam than I have of Sam, or, um... Trickster and Dean. Trickster and Dean, yeah. Sam and Dean. No! No! We're not doing that. No! No, we're not going there. The Trickster is like, so you want to see a real trick? And and Dean, I, Dean's starting to pull out a wooden snake of his own. Yeah. Like, they're like, Haha, we're here to kill you. Ta-da! A chainsaw man appears behind like, Sam. Like, ah, it's the chainsaw cannibal from the magazine. <laughs> Dean goes to stab the trickster, but he is grabbed by one of the strippers. And now we have a supernatural fight. With <laughs> now we have a stripper fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, all for the trickster's entertainment. So Sam and Bobby are fighting the chainsaw cannibal. Dean is fighting the two strippers. And the strippers have super strength, apparently, because they are yeah. throwing him uh, back and forth across the stage, onto the bed, beating him up. Yeah, and they're punching him in the face. He punches them in the face, which is like, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. I don't um, love that, but... <laughs> and, all, and, all the, <laughs> uh, and all the while, the, the trickster is watching all of this I'm and is... laughing. He, this, is, this is hilarious. Uh, excellent entertainment. He is applauding whenever one of the strippers gets in a particularly good punch or smashes Dean's head off the off the the bed railing. He smashes Dean's head off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, knocks his head clean off. Smashes Dean's head into the bed. He's applauding and ooing and eyeing like he's watching a sporting event. Um, Dean gets thrown into the lecture hall seats and like hits his head off the off the seats. And he's like, ah, nice toss, ladies. Nice show. And he's applauding. Sam throws a stake toward Dean's way. He kind of, like, motions for it. And the trickster's like, I didn't want to have to do this. And so, like, 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 Dean, 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 Dean. Like, like, sc- mm-hmm. like, 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 scolding him. And Dean interrupts whatever monologue he was going to launch into <laughs> by stabbing him in the chest. Like, owie. And trickster surprise Pikachu face. <laughs> the chainsaw man and the ladies disappear. Dean pulls the stake out, and the trickster falls back. I uh, broke my smolder. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Dean's like, you guys okay? Sam is like, yeah, I guess. Um, and then Dean's like, well, I gotta say, he had style. And then you're like a pain to like, oh. Yep. And, and the they, other guys are like, what? No. Like, like no, Dean. Interestingly... Like 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 the the characters the stripper the chainsaw cannibal disappear the set does not no I saw that I was like I thought the whole thing like is the set just there <laughs> in this <laughs> the college like, the college was, uh, uh, they, they were putting on some theater production yeah or something. that was regional some production of Chicago <laughs> <laughs> yeah the set does not disappear which could be a plot hole or it could not be could be yeah so the the guys stagger out they. Uh, another exterior shot of the, oh, the building. building. The boys, you know, run out of the building. They're thanking Bobby, and he's like, "Save it! Let's just get out of here before someone finds the body." <laughs> like, like, thank Let's you, go. someone concerned about the realities of the situation. You guys just murdered the janitor. <laughs> Bobby jumps in the car, and the the boys pause. Sam struggling to get through an emotion of some kind. Yeah, Dean. I just want to say, I'm I. 
uh, I, and Dean's like, hey, me too. Me too. And Bobby pops his head up. You guys are breaking my heart. Can we just leave? (laughs) And the boys are like, haha, yeah. Yeah. Hop in the car, vroom away. The camera stays on the big building. They're like, we just wanted to show you this building one last time. It is such a pretty building. And mm-hmm. that that's it. And then it ends there. <laughs> so back in the lecture hall, we see the trickster's body in um, like draped across the seats where he, where he fell. And another person passes in front of the camera. And we see it's the, like the we hear the clicking of keys. And we see like the rolled up sleeve and like the kind of jumpsuit of the, you know, the janitor outfit. We see the trickster's body do the same weird, like, wavering, wa- wavy illusion thing before it, it vanishes. The camera turns, and we see the trickster janitor eating a candy bar. And that's where the episode ends. Mm-hmm. Yes! So, this trickster character mm-hmm. will return. Good. He is, this is our introduction to the Q of this universe. Q. It's about time you showed up. Two of my favorite things in general are in this episode. Unreliable narration, one of my favorite things in media. Even the lies. Especially the lies. It is fascinating. So do you like Edgar Allan Poe? I was forced to read Edgar Allan Poe in high school, so no. (laughs) Because he's got good uh, unreliable narration. I find uh, Edgar Allan Poe annoying because I was forced to read him in school. Yep. (laughs) Unreliable narration that I find fascinating and love to think about. The entirety of MASH. <laughs> yeah. Garrick from Deep Space Nine specifically. Yep. yep. Love him. One of my favorite characters ever. One of my other favorite things, Q. Yep. <laughs> Q across the universe. I was going to say specifically John Delancey. But... Specifically John Delancey. But Richard Spade Jr. is a fantastic Q-like character. Just yep. right? Yes. Yes. Discord, Discord from, from My Little, from my little Pony. pony. <laughs> All that also voiced by John Delancey, yeah. playing just the same character. I He's love just cute. He's just cute. Yeah. That, that's like at the far benevolent end of the spectrum. Yeah. The trickster, who who will be back, we will see the trickster next season. Mm-hmm. A similar purport. Th- there are far more episodes of Supernatural than there are of Next Gen. Right. I think Next Gen's somewhere in, like, the 170s and Supernatural's in, like, the 320s. Yeah. A similar proportion, uh, like, ra- ratio of episodes, anyway. Mm-hmm. Because Q's really not in that many episodes. He's not. It's probably a total of, like, five or six. Yeah. Uh, similar. Um, I think the trickster is in 10 to 12 okay. episodes across 15 seasons. But is a char- a fan-favorite character, one of my favorite characters. So I just... So happy we finally get to meet him, and I can't wait for the next time we see him, because I'll get to use the cue with the mariachi band audio drop. (laughs) I can't wait. He's back! He's back! Can't wait. Cannot wait. He will be back next season. We'll get to see him again. I'm very excited. Yeah. So, what did we think of the episode? I liked it. It was okay. Mixed feelings. Um, Yeah. Um... Just like the oh, whole, yeah, a lot, like, like a lot of things didn't hold up. Curtis stuff, yes, was not great. Yeah, the whole thing with Kurt, that whole mid Sunny mid scene. Twins? Yeah, yeah, was it? yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, and that's that's down to the writing. Yep, that's John Chabon. Yep. Other than those things, like the 
the overall quality of the writing in this episode was actually pretty good. Mm -hmm. It was a very dialogue-heavy episode, but it didn't feel clunky in the way a lot of the dialogue-heavy heavy episodes we've yeah. seen so no, far or have. long, or... Like, yeah. Like, uh, uh, Sam is Meg. Him and... La last episode? Him and Joe talking. Yeah. He was, he'd talk, and the Joe would be like, What then? Yeah. And now what? And now what? Huh? Um, what? No, I'm, I'm yeah. thinking specifically of the of the episodes where they talk and then they take a couple steps and then they just sit sit and talk at each other. Yeah, for extended periods of time. And they tell rather than the show. And this this was very showing and and not telling, which is good good quality writing. The specifics of the plot less so. <laughs> Yeah. Of, of those specific th those specific things. Yeah. That's that's this writer. Mm-hmm. Some Man. weird balance between good writing and bad writing. Good writing and creepy writing. Yeah. Creepy concepts. Creepy concepts. And yeah. not and not in a good horror way. No. no. Just, just, just fascinating just, creepy way. Just just a, just just creepo creep. Just in an ew, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Go and, I don't know, read a book or something. And, get some therapy. Yeah. <laughs> and and like again from season one, he wrote one of our favorite episodes. Mm -hmm. And had a and had a, a shared writing credit on the best episode yeah. of the season. Uh, like, Dead Man's Blood. Has he ever talked to a woman? <laughs> has anyone in this writer's room ever talked to a woman? True. Ever. Ever. Anyone here? <laughs> this is what girls are. <laughs> hey Dean, we've been waiting for you. I mean, I mean these the, these these women were not supposed to be real women. Yeah, yeah, I know. These were. I don't need your fantasy women. <laughs> I don't need your fantasy women. Yes, it's when Q shows up and makes two ladies for Commander Riker. Very much this, and this was very much that scene. Yeah, this this was that. Um, these women were not supposed to be real women. These were objects. They were illusory constructs. Mm. Any, anything else you want to say? I don't think so. All right. So then join us next time for Season 2, Episode 16, Roadkill, our, net, our Netflix description. <laughs> While driving down a deserted road, Sam and Dean are startled when a bloody woman runs in front of the Impala screaming for help. Love it. Okay. Love it. They have, I have vague vibes that I remember... Very little about this episode. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I don't think it's a particularly important one. I think it's another filler. I think it's just another vague ghost situation. Okay. Don't really remember. Thank you, Netflix, for the vague description. Yep. <laughs> that doesn't help me whatsoever. Uh, before we sign off, I just want to say one more uh, thank you and welcome mm -hmm. to any new listeners we have coming over from The Greatest Generation. We love Greatest Gen Pod, big fans, mm -hmm. and hope you liked a little bit more Star Trek reference-heavy episode. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, just coincidentally, because of the of the nature of our of our monster of the week, kind of fun how that worked out. Yeah. Um, hope you guys stick around. Hope you had fun uh, hanging out with us today. Uh, right now, our episodes are coming out on Friday every week. Um, you can check us out the various social medias. We, you can email us too at uh, three idgets pod at gmail.com. Yeah, our, our socials are three idgets pod uh, across the board, basically. Uh, leave us a rating and review. Th thank you for hanging out. Thanks for listening. Hope you had a good time and hope to see you next time. Until then, I have been a host, Margaret. I've been a host, Patricia. And I've been another host, Bridget. And we'll see you next time. Bye! Special thanks to Pixabay user The Laces Music Dude for the use of their song, Bruff Music. 
is our theme music. And special thanks to our dad, our first sponsor. Thanks, dad. You can find us at 3 Pod on most of the internet. And get in touch with us by emailing 3idgetspod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.